0: And the motion picture is the most important art film ever devised by the human race. It is the the art form that creates more empathy than any other. It creates our ability to step out of our own shoes.
1: Hello and welcome to The Great Movies Pod, a retrospective film review show, the podcast where we watch and discuss each of the films covered in Roger Ebert's seminal film essay collection, The Great Movies. I'm Nick Fulton.
2: I'm Janet Gardner.
3: And I'm Dylan Clare.
1: And on this week's episode, we're discussing 1967's Bonnie and Clyde, based on the story of Jumanji's Bonnie Hunt and Clyde, the Orange <laughs> Ghost from Pac-Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is definitely something.
1: That's what of, less dumb. That's <laughs> less dumb than my uh, making a lover boy joke.
2: I'm I'm. Just, I wanted a lover boy joke. Today I learned that the uh, Orange Ghost from Pac-Man is named Clyde. So. Yep. It's educational.
3: What? What? Are, do you remember what the other three names are? Because they all, i remember the other three like have this like really weird rhyming thing. And then it's yeah, just, isn't
1: that blink, blinky, and yeah, inky, something.
2: That sounds stinky. right. Is it? Is, are they all like? And then he's just named Clyde, and that's the joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. blinky, pinky, inky, and Clyde. Sure.
1: Yeah. Great. Why not? Ah. Oh, Anyways. On this week's episode, we're actually talking about Bonnie and Clyde, the biographical crime film about the real-life exploits of famed bank robbers Bonnie Parker, Clyde Barrow, and the Barrow Gang. Bonnie and Clyde was directed by Arthur Penn, written by David Newman and Robert Benson. It stars Warren Beatty as Clyde, Faye Dunaway as Bonnie, as well as Michael J. Pollard, Gene Hackman, Estelle Parsons, and was the movie debut of Gene Wilder. Bunny and Clyde was nominated for 10 Oscars, including Best Picture and Director, and five acting nominations, ultimately winning two Oscars for Best Supporting Actress for Estelle Parsons and Best Cinematography for uh, Burnett Guffey. And uh, this. We'll, do you guys want to talk about the Oscars now or do it like interspersed throughout? Because <laughs> there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of Oscar talk. These I'm are, fine like, going. very famous.
2: The fact that. Of all the acting nominations, (laughs) I I mean, and no disrespect to Estelle Parsons. she's fine. Like, she's fine. No disrespect at all. But wild that that is the winning performance from this movie. (laughs) Like, that was my my main takeaway.
3: Wild that she beats, I'm trying to think, who is the biggest? It's probably Catherine Ross in The Graduate. It's
2: Catherine Ross. uh, Yeah. 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 it's, that's not Which
3: the I think she's like the really underrated performance in that movie. Right. Everyone remembers Dustin Hoffman and um, what's the name of the
1: actress? And Bancroft. God, yes, yeah, Anne Bancroft.
3: Bancroft. Yeah, but and, uh, yeah. No, she's really good. Catherine Ross is really it's good in that.
2: Probably too. the weakest category, maybe. Although I mean, you know, Carol. Carol Channing, Thoroughly Modern Millie, sure. I've never seen Barefoot in the Park, so I can't speak to the qualities of Mildred Matwick, who was nominated <laughs> from that movie. I uh,
1: think we, we watched Barefoot in the Park in high school, and I don't remember a second of that movie. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you what it's about. I probably fell asleep. It stars like, Jane
2: Fonda and Robert Redford, based on a Neil Simon play. Um, yeah, seems 1967 it just, Fonda
1: and Redford. Like, what a hot I was going to
2: say, it seems like it sh- sounds good to me, but it looks kind of silly so interesting. and
3: Mildred Natwick don't forget don't sleep on Mildred Natwick on this pod. I was
2: gonna Say,
1: Oscar nominee Mildred Natwick
2: yeah good good for her
3: um interesting that guest who's coming to dinner has four five four or five acting nominations um
2: yeah I mean there's that, specifically
3: that's one person that's coming to dinner that didn't get nominated
2: <laughs> yeah Oscars have a great tradition of uh mm-hmm. nominating all of the white people <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Spencer Tracy is a posthumous nomination. Like, a lot yeah. of this stuff was just, it's an auto-nomination for Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy at this point, right? Not sure. that they're not good in the movie, but, um, yeah, I think that's just autopilot.
3: I think we could it's, have switched maybe Warren Beatty for Sydney Poitier, just saying. <laughs> I mean, is is the- Steiger
1: really the lead of In the Heat of the Night?
3: No. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing is there's guess who's coming to get it and in the, the heat, heat of, of the night, night. And, the same year, yeah. and Sydney Poitier didn't get a single nomination.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just think when I was a kid, I always, I knew Sydney Poitier had an Oscar and I just always assumed it was for one of those two movies. <laughs> it's, from,
3: it's from Lilies in the Field, which yeah. is like the movie no one's seen of Sydney Right. Poitier's. I think I was you
1: sure. You should have got it for, uh, su- supporting for sneakers. Ooh. That's where that's I would
3: have gone. That's true. Um, He's really good in Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. Which is one of the few, I think, like really great play to yeah. movie adoptions.
2: Yeah, I mean Rod Steiger's like maybe arguably a co-lead in that movie, just to the extent that the white person yeah. who's like has to learn about racism is
1: who, yeah, the guy <laughs> is a protagonist. Sol- yeah, didn't we solve racism <laughs> right. in the sixties? Like do we still need we're, Green Book? And...
2: We're still we're still working on it.
3: <laughs> is it any more of a lead performance though than Driver in Black Klansman?
2: No. Now, was driver Driver got a supporting Driver nomination got for a that, supporting right? nomination? Yeah, and I feel was... like
3: Steiger's kind of in that role. Where oh,
2: absolutely. It, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, a
3: yeah. two-hand lead, but one is right much more a lead.
2: Right. Yeah. I, but I think at that time it was like, well, you know, I think the optics have changed by the time you get to Adam Driver, where it's like, well, let's not call him the lead of this movie, uh, whereas <laughs> mm-hmm. in The Heat of the Night they didn't care about that. Um, but yeah, ten, also
3: a. John Cassavetes getting the Dirty Dozen nom.
2: I like great. that. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's really good in that. Uh, yeah, 10 nominations. That's a lot for this movie. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's an awful lot. Yeah. I mean, in the cinematography.
1: Oh, it's oh, so good. Uh, it is
2: real, uh, that, yeah, I mean, it jumps out at you immediately.
0: I'm
1: mm-hmm.
2: taking a look. What did it beat? It beat...
1: Where is... I don't even see it on this. Oh, it's, it's like way, way down. Way down, down. So it beat Camelot, Camelot Dr. Doolittle... Yeah, The graduate. graduate and In Cold, in cold blood. blood. Yeah, dual. I'll, I'll go with Bonnie and Clyde.
2: Dual nomination for the cinematographer for both Doctor Doolittle and The Graduate. Big year for Robert L. Surtees, apparently.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't notice that. Year to not win an Oscar.
2: I know. Uh,
0: but.
1: well, didn't uh, didn't um, uh, oh God, what's his name? What's wrong with me? Uh, Deacons was nominated against himself the year um, Elswit won for There Will Be Blood because I think Deacons mm. did both. Oh, well, uh No Country of and Jesse Assassination. James. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, No Country, yeah.
3: And shocking that Assassination of Jesse James didn't get the win, that is.
2: I mean, Devil Be Blood is a pretty good-looking movie. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: That that's And then I think Atonement and something else were rounded out the five. Mm-hmm. And that's just a god-tier. That's, a, God that's tier. a great. That's a god-tier did did Clayton
1: Did Michael Clayton get a nom for? I didn't think so. Because I know it got a bunch of stuff that year. I
2: mean, supporting actors. Which, that's a pretty
3: slept-on movie. That's a great movie. Michael? Michael
1: Clayton. That's a yeah. fun movie. My my old Twitter bio used to be a uh, star of Michael Clayton.
3: <laughs> Why? I,
1: I, I couldn't explain it. Okay. I just came up with the idea one day. I was like, "That's funny." I'm gonna put that. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> you are the weirdest person sometimes. Oh no, it was it was uh, Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which is a great looking movie.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, that is that's a very well shot movie. Yeah. And then the but yeah. but Janice Atonement was one, right?
1: Yeah, Atonement was the other. Yeah.
3: Okay, good. Because that that movie's just yeah shot.
2: we watched a, we watched Michael Clayton I didn't see it in theaters but when it came out to like rent um, mm-hmm. all my friends and I who we were all in law school at the time were like let's get together and watch Michael <laughs> oh, yeah. Clayton which is uh, a <laughs> hell of a thing that's to a do. lot of
3: lawyers <laughs>
2: uh, uh, yeah it was it was great it was really really oh, fun really I love that movie um, yeah
3: Nick do you have anything to say about uh, uh, very cold hand Luke uh, snub? in this uh, oh. Oscar season.
1: How did that not get nominated for best picture? And <laughs> like for best actor, I would not give it to stagger. I'm not that into in the heat of the night. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's fine. And it's competently made. It's just, and it's got Sydney
3: pointy. I can kill in it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's a fine enough movie. I, I know a lot of people don't like the graduate, Like Ebert famously turned on the graduate after, uh, like he gave it a, a good review initially, and then rewatched it later on, and was like, "Oh, this is like a young person's movie." Sure. This, that like doesn't hold up. Uh, I think he's wrong, and I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I love The Graduate, uh, and I still would probably put both The Graduate and I don't know if I would go um, Dustin Hoffman over over Newman, but uh, it's got to be between those two. It's for me. Newman.
3: Luckily, George Kennedy won for Supporting Actor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is
3: weird, because I don't even think he's, I don't know. I want to give it a Cassavetes, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, th- but uh, th-
1: that should really be, should have been up there for uh, cinematography, I think. I think, I think, Goyne mm-hmm. um, Look looks great.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I think the big controversy of this Oscar year, I mean, c-
3: controversy, whatever,
2: um, I mean, it's the Dr. Doolittle <laughs> nomination, right? Like that's yeah, kind of... Yeah, looking back,
3: it's like four bona fide oh. classics, whether or not you like... I, mean, I know Graduate is a bit, you know, right, controversial for some people or Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is kind of dated. Yeah, But like, it's still like four classics. And then... And then Dr. Doolittle. Yeah,
2: so for, for anyone who hasn't or, or hasn't heard of this somehow, there is a book entirely about this uh, Oscar race. Yeah, yeah Pictures of the Revolution. Um, And the film journalist critic Mark Harris wrote just basically an entire book about this Oscar race and basically those five movies and what it said about, you know, the time period and the end of the 60s and how sort of this was the symbolic of the transformation Hollywood was going through that you have Dr. Doolittle sitting there and then you have movies like Bonnie and Clyde and the Graduate, which were more of the here's where Hollywood's going. So I've read parts of it. I haven't read the whole thing, um, but it is a fascinating it is a topic rich enough to write an entire book about, because <laughs> it's such a strange point in time for Hollywood and the Oscars.
1: And to bring this full circle, Mark Harris is married to Tony Kushner, mm-hmm. who wrote, he's written a bunch of movies, including uh, a few movies for Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And many of them, like Lincoln, were shot by Janusz Kaminsky, who was nominated for <laughs> cinematography for Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Oh, well, there you go. Nice. So it all it
2: all comes back, comes around. back around. The,
3: the last um, Oscars thing I want to briefly mention before we get to the movie, though, is the Best Actress race. Mm-hmm. Um, who who would you guys pick in this class? I really think it's between three, mm-hmm. and neither that none of the three that I'm thinking of won.
2: Well, I will say um, again, all due respect to Edith Evans, who was nominated for The Whisperers, a movie that I have not heard of or seen. Um, yes. <laughs> she, maybe she is fantastic and would have been a deserving winner. Could be. Um, yeah. Looks like a sad movie. Um, I, yeah, for me, it's between Anne Bancroft and Audrey Hepburn. Um, those are my sort of clear two. I think I think a Way is great. Um, and Catherine Hepburn is fine. But I just am, like those two performances for me, Anne Bancroft and Audrey Hepburn and The Graduate and Wait Until Dark are just my far and away top two
1: yeah i haven't seen wait until dark in a long time <laughs> so um it's been probably since i was in high school mm. um but those are the two i was thinking of but it's it's really tough to top Anne bancroft yeah and the i mean right it's She's just it's so one good. of
2: the most iconic performances of all time like it just <laughs> yeah it's hard to beat that
3: i feel like anne bancroft probably has less screen time than katherine ross
2: oh yeah but I mean, it's. it's but just, She's the lead. It's well. It's also. It's the. Um, it's the Hannibal Lecter thing. It's the yeah, yeah. right. It's like when the performance she's the is so. Yeah, over when it. the performance is so big and the character is so important, even if they're on yeah. screen like not that often, uh, you gotta go like lead performance because yeah. of course. It's
3: just, oh, I'm not begrudging it at all. But no, I mean, it's just um, a good point. Yeah, I feel like I'm higher on Faye Dunaway than than both of you, because.
1: Oh, that is not the take that I thought you were going to be coming in with when you were talking about this <laughs> last night.
3: Oh, uh, my take is Faye Dunway is like a near perfect performance and Warren Beatty is so boringly one note.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is a take.
1: <laughs> wow, that is like almost the opposite of what I was going to say. Not not that she's boring, but I don't know. I just really like Warren I... Beatty a lot in almost everything. Yeah, I, find... I don't like Bullworth. Bulworth is weird. I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna give him Bulworth. Don't
2: give him. Don't <laughs> give him Bulworth. What a weird movie. Um, I mean, he raps in it, so there's that. Um, oh yeah. Have you seen Bulworth, Dylan? It's probably <laughs> no, like kind of before I, your I time. Didn't know what you guys were. Yeah. I was
3: thinking like I'll just let them talk about their movie. Look. But look I need an explanation. Look up
2: Bulworth. It's a movie about uh, war I haven't seen it since I was in high school. Warren Beatty plays a politician who decides to like. Get down with the youth and basically with black people. Um, oh it, no! Is, the, this, uh, is this who's the woman this a in Bill it?
3: Clinton-like Not, satire? I mean,
2: it's a weird satire. Is it? Is it Jada Pinkett? Who's the woman? Who's, Halle Berry.
3: Halle Berry. It's Halle uh, Berry. Halle Berry. Um, yeah. yeah. and Don it's, Cheadle, Isaiah Washington, Paul he, Sorvino. Paul.
1: He
2: does it. There's like there's some threat to his life that's going on in it. Like it's
1: yeah. He's in the midst of like being under an assassination attempt right. or something.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> It's it is. His career is wild. It is. Um, I mean, I but I'm. I'm with you, Nick. I. I think. I think not always good in this movie. But I think Warren Beatty's doing something really weird in this performance. Mm-hmm. Like it is. I.
3: Th- I thought he got better in like the last act. He, like the last act, I was like, oh, this is like a four, better four, as it goes. But the first half to two thirds, I was just like, That's... can you move your teeth, man? Can you <laughs> stop squinting the whole time? Like it's That's just so like, funny. He's just trying to be so, like, I am intense and gangster, and I was just, like... This movie, I did read on the production, like, it started off as supposed to be, like, a comic satire of, like, old gangster movies, and it kind of turned into more of a drama, and his performance in the first half felt like it stayed, because it was just funny. (laughs) It (laughs) it is funny. I didn't really buy a lot of it. I
2: I think his performance is funny, but I think that's why I was so fascinated by it, because he's he's going so big like i mean I know. he has I, it just the, didn't right he has the limp which like is like a you know factual thing and you know mm-hmm. it's all he cuts toes off and what have you and he but it's just everything about that performance um i I, t- I was distracted by his teeth because he has like He's one of those actors who just has, like, a movie star, like, smile, and it's kind of distracting when I'm like, oh, you're a, a gangster from 19 thir- the 1930s, and you have, like, the world's most perfect teeth and smile. Like, <laughs> it's always an actor problem, uh, but for some reason that jumped out at me, be- I think because he was, like, smirking so often that I was just like, okay, all right, Clyde Barrow, sure. Why
0: not? Yeah, it's
1: it's funny, Dylan, that you say that um, you thought that he gets better throughout the movie because I was gonna say the exact same thing about Faye Dunaway. Like, in the, when oh, we okay. first when we first meet her, I'm like, oh god, this accent that she's doing. It takes and a while that, for that the accent to settle in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know if it if it got better or I just became accustomed to it. But the first like maybe 20 minutes of this movie, I'm like, I don't know, I don't <laughs> I don't remember not liking this performance. Mm-hmm at all but yeah it, it like it grew on me after a while yeah so janna you'd never seen this before, i correct?
2: had never seen it before i was obviously like really familiar with it really familiar with the real story and the movie and mm-hmm. um but i'd never just actually sat down to watch it um I, my one bonnie and clyde like previous experience trivia fact is that i have visited the texas ranger hall of fame and museum which is in waco texas Um, and they have a bunch of Bonnie and Clyde stuff there, uh, like commemorating the, uh, great work of the law enforcement who brought them down. Um, it was very strange, but yeah, other than that, I basically, I had just, I knew it was like a big famous movie, but I had never actually watched it. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I was interested. I take it. You guys had both seen it before.
3: Oh yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. You're like, Oh yeah. Many times. (laughs)
3: No just, no, just once.
2: Yeah,
3: but <laughs> it's a classic.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd film.
1: seen it. I'd seen it only one other time, it and it'd been a little while. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had a similar reaction to what I have now. Is like, it's good. I like it. It's not like well, going to be one of my favorite movies of all time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, how like reading, especially how Ebert talks about it and like the place i know it has in the culture i thought it was going to be maybe more transgressive like i thought was sort of mm-hmm. expecting it to be like more brash more violent and i'm presuming that because based on what ebert said like for the time that was the case yeah. like for the time it was like oh my gosh this is violent this is um, you know sort of in everybody's face um there was a reference in the which we're gonna talk more about the production but like the, produ- the The Hayes production code didn't actually formally end until the year after this. So there was, like, still issues with how the sexuality and things were portrayed that they were kind of dancing around. So Man,
3: they open up on it. Yeah. yeah. And so
2: I can tell, you know, again, I, I think I had just sort of had it really hyped up where I was like, this is going to be over the top. And we'll talk about the later movies that this movie influences that are, you know, that's the other thing I like. Grew up in the '90s, seeing all the movies that have sort of ripped this movie—not ripped this movie off, but have sort of built Pay on homage. these themes. Yeah, paid homage to. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit more just like, yeah, good movie. tells tells a story, you know, start to finish, no complaints. Um, but man, looked great. Those costumes too.
3: Uh, oh, are yeah.
2: unbelievable. Like
3: especially what they did with Bonnie. It's just.
2: A, God. It's just a good-looking movie. Like, it's well shot. It's, like, the cinematography mm-hmm. is great. The costumes are great. Like, the sets, the cars. Like, it just looks good. What's the my editing particular? was pretty good. Yeah. That was my they cut, a, they cut a lot in the movie. Yeah. They do.
3: It was one of those movies where the editing's very in your face. Noticeable. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this was, like, sort of the American response to the french new wave Mm -hmm. and i mean we'll talk we can talk about the how the production they they wanted um they were like they showed it to Truffaut, Mm -hmm. and he liked it but was shooting fahrenheit 451 um and then they like threw around the idea have you
3: guys seen fahrenheit fair 51 out of curiosity
1: yeah, it was. That'll it was shot fun. by uh, Nicholas Rogue actually. Oh, who's really? I think it was, I think I think today is I think today is Nicholas Rogue's birthday actually. <gasps>
2: happy birthday, Nicholas happy birthday,
3: Rogue. person who made the best western of all time.
1: So it's I mean, Fahrenheit four fifty one is okay. It's not great. I think Truffaut it's probably would have would have been better off. It's bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it's
3: bad for Truffaut standards. Like I remembered watching it well, yeah. in high school and was just like, this is really. Good.
1: he would have been better off having made this for sure yeah
3: i really wish we could have seen a body and Clyde by Truffaut.
1: but i like what Mm -hmm. i like what arthur penn did with it and yeah he's very uh, good arthur penn was the one it sounds like in the original version of the script um the cw character was supposed to be like a bigger hulking guy like a hot dude basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um Clyde was supposed to be bisexual, Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like a menage a trois between the three of them, and Penn felt uncomfortable with that, not for a problematic reason, Mm -hmm. um, but actually, kind of conversely, (coughs) he said if we we have him, you know, both being a criminal and bisexual, people are going to, like, turn it into a a thing where he's a deviant, so... Um, yeah, I thought that was so f- made him, fascinating yeah. too.
2: Like, yeah, that was, I read that also. I was like, because yeah, you first see, well, they weren't comfortable having, you know, a bisexual main character. And you're like, okay, fine, everybody's oh God, terrible. Right. But, but then yeah. when you see the explanation that was like, well, if, you know, he's a criminal and a murderer. And so if we make him bisexual, they'll associate it with deviance. I'm like, oh, right. okay. Yeah, that's, you know, that's actually something good to think about.
1: Uh, yeah. And that's something I mean, that, like, I mean, decades later, Sounds of the Lambs gets some flack for. hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, so I, I think good it was point. a a good decision on his part, and I I actually really like what they do, where instead of having him be bisexual, they changed it to him being impotent, mm-hmm. and that's like my favorite part of the movie, like all the commentary. <laughs> it's really his, interesting his impotence, <laughs> and <laughs> it's you. It's so ironic that the person who's impotent is like right. one of the most. Notorious like lethargic. Legendary, in yeah.
2: legendary ladies' man, Warren Beatty. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I kind of wondered if maybe that's like, it, you know, it, it almost feels like there's a meta element to it when you're watching it. And I don't know if at the time mm-hmm. it would have felt that way. Probably. He was already insanely famous. Um, but it definitely feels like mm-hmm. there's a meta element. And I have to wonder if maybe more, someone like Warren Beatty was more comfortable playing that role because he's like, Every, everyone knows that's not me in real life. Like, <laughs> I don't have to worry that everyone's going to see me play this part and then associate me with like, you know, having some sort of sexual dysfunction. It's like, no, no, Warren, we know <laughs>
1: you,
0: right.
2: you got it all working. You're fine.
1: All right. So um, the movie starts, like Dylan said, on Bonnie, who is in her bed. Not wearing any clothes. Yeah,
2: real, just real naked from minute one. Yeah, Um, super naked. Yeah, I did like how... In the
1: minute two and three.
2: I did like how um, you see her when they first show her sort of laying in bed. Um, They're shooting it, like, through the bed frame. So she's kind of like she's behind bars. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's like, it's... Yeah, not subtle, but in a good way. I feel like it's a very quick establishing uh, the tone here.
1: So she... Peeks out the window and sees a handsome young man trying to steal her mother's car. So she shouts to him and uh, decides, "Yeah, guess I'm gonna do this today."
3: Like any sane person would do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did think that this section was kind of rushed. How? Oh, it it was so rushed.
2: So rushed. It's so confusing at first. Like, I mean, I get that. You know she doesn't even tell her mom right that she wants to escape her boring life and then he of course does a full like psychoanalysis of her and why she's doing hmm. what she's doing but it's after the fact we just see her I always her. hate scenes like that yeah but we just but we just see her like just go and you're like oh okay
1: <laughs> and we haven't even seen her life be boring all right. we know about her is that she lies around naked yeah, in, bed. in a
2: nice house like what's yeah. what's her problem here
1: so they go off to uh, get a couple cokes -hmm. And I guess it's during that scene and the scene before that where they're talking about like their history. He he kind of pins down that she's a waitress.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on, hold on. We forgot to mention something, which is the actual way the movie starts, which is oh, the very opens up with like a bunch of like almost like photo albums Mm -hmm. of like their history, which was a really smart and very quick way of just setting up like who these people were. Yeah, like. Where, and especially, not just the characters, but, like, the time, the time. they were in. Right. Um, which I thought worked very effectively. Yeah. So, sorry, I, I got us distracted on huh. the Naked Fade. No, thinking. that
2: um, that is, um, that's what jumped out at me, too. Like, the first thing I noted, that those opening credits, like, again, just really establish the tone, really, um, yeah, like, even more so that it tells you anything about the characters, it just tells you, like, the time and the place they're living in, which I think is helpful, because... Of all the things that this movie does really well, um, like, I, I don't know, parts of it, I'm like, I can just tell it's the 60s in some ways, like some of some of the ways it's shot, like not in the, just the way the characters look and everything. Um, so it was helpful for me to just sort of have that opening to say, you know, this, you know, it's the Depression, it's <laughs> West Texas, everybody's miserable. Um, and it, yeah, helps a little bit, even if then we don't get any real sense of Bonnie's problem until... Clyde tells her, "What is it?" He says something about like you hate your white uniform, and she's like, "It's pink." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, I did like that part.
1: And then she, or he, just kind of says, "Like he, I, you know, I just got out of state prison for armed robbery." Mm-hmm. And when they're drinking coke, she asks him what it's like, and you think that she's asking about prison. But really, she's asking about what is robbery like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he busts out his gun and she touches it in the most sexual way. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was some
3: oh, yeah. real innuendo right there. Oh yeah. yeah, that felt like big sleep almost. Just <laughs> yeah, we have a code here. Let's use something else for yeah. the <laughs> penis. Yeah,
1: and he, um, she basically challenges him to. To use it, so he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> I guess I'll walk across the street and rob some." Yeah, go
2: rob a place; <laughs> it's fine.
1: And that's what he does. He he robs a grocery store, and after that, they hop in his car. We hear some the twangiest bluegrass music ah. just that's ever been.
2: And it's always when they're in the car. Like, I've, it it's mm-hmm. pretty much always kicks in when they're, like, riding down those dirt roads and being chased or making an escape, and then you get your fun, twangy bluegrass soundtrack.
1: What did you guys think about the bluegrass music?
2: I liked it. Um, it's a little out of, like, it kind of, like I was saying, it kind of comes out of nowhere. It just, like, comes on strong when they're driving in the car. And there's there's no music otherwise in the movie, really. Like, it's... Yeah. It's used like fairly sparingly. It's a little jarring, but I thought it was fun. Kind of added some energy. I I,
3: I had a note that I felt like the music choices. Um, I thought like in of itself, the music was very good, but it felt like one of the things that was left from like a comic Bonnie and Clyde sure. movie. Yeah, it it almost reminded me of like the Oh Brother Where Art Thou score. Sure,
2: guess, yeah. that's a great comparison. Yeah,
3: where it's like there's these bumbling idiots that kind of do some crime. Mm-hmm. And it
1: sort of reminded me of the, the Benny Hill theme. Yeah. There's
3: there's also the scene like where they're driving and they're trying to get to Oklahoma and they're kind of like leading these like cops to a chase and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the score is really kicking in in like a funny way. Right. And then the one the guy's like, well, hey, I'm getting killed in Oklahoma. And I was like, this is. This is, like, getting really comedic.
2: I, and I think for that reason, I, I really like it here at the beginning because it is when everything's kind of a laugh, like, at you know. Yeah, it's kind beginning. of a – it's light. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he just robbed it for the fun of it. There's that uh, – the funny moment after they – when they finally have their cokes and they go into the robbery and they decide to run off together and she finally tells him her name when she's like, you know, I'm Bonnie Parker. Oh, i yeah, nice to meet you. Like, it's just – it's all very – funny mm-hmm. at that point i do agree that you know once it gets towards the end where like all of their friends are dying and they're gonna be killed yeah it's after, little, the after they've murdered people yeah for, they've shot people in the like, face the tone is a little bit uh tougher to pull off
1: yeah at this point nobody's been shot in the face no so.
2: not yet it'll we'll get there
3: yeah there's this like brain on the window and exactly <laughs> yes
1: so while they make their getaway bonnie is very into it, and tries to like. She's basically making out with him oh, while yeah. he's driving away. Oh yeah,
3: that's that's it putting seems, it mildly.
2: It seems very unsafe. Yeah. She has like fully crawled onto his lap, and they are yeah. Still I didn't want to in use the car.
1: I wasn't sure if I wanted to use the word. She's trying to mount him. But <laughs> she's
3: kind. That's, that's she is mounted like physically. Yeah, that is the that's quite action. the
2: accurate description.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. So they park, and nothing really happens. Well, he says. He, like, on rejects her like
2: that. It's it was really interesting because I didn't know the plot about like that he has you know that he's impotent or suffers from sexual mm. dysfunction or whatever. So when he like basically just rejects her and is like, "I don't do that. I'm not a stud service." So I was like, "What is this character?" i a lover boy. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. That's I our ain't first Much of a lover boy. I <laughs> ain't much of a lover boy. And then later on, he reminds her that he warned her that he's not much of a lover boy. Um, but yeah, that was really the part that I didn't like about it at like in context but it makes more sense later is he basically is saying to her i'm not gonna do that with you like because you're better than that is sort of what he's saying he basically says like you're you're more than that and you know we could be a good team and it's kind of nice but it's like dude she just wants to get it on with you like (laughs) what's your problem why are you doing this to her
3: maybe she'd have gotten on she'd have just gone back home yeah (laughs)
2: you (laughs) You never know. know that's true that's true
1: he also says he never saw much percentage in it so yes like at the time in context you're like oh maybe all he cares about is robbing but you know once we like go through yeah. the course of the movie that's not it at all he's just he kind just, of broken
2: right exactly yeah, yeah. I, yeah he does say I, haven't, I don't see much percentage in it so it's like okay he really thinks that you know, it's, it's like when you're in a band together and you shouldn't hook up because it's not going to be good for the band. It's like it's not going to be good mm. for the gang. If, they, if they're hooking up, then yeah. it's going to interfere with their bank robberies. That's that's fair.
1: So then after that, they is that when they like go to the restaurant and they steal the car?
2: Yes. Yeah, because they go to the, they go to like a diner because um, mm-hmm. uh, I did note I actually really liked like I think Warren Beatty is fully turning on the charm. Like in this sequence, like like section yeah. of the movie in particular, and throughout. But like, there's a, at one point, he tells, he says, You're a knockout to her in a way that I was just like, Oh, this is why he's a huge star. Like, this is why he's, yeah. he's just a huge movie star. Um, and, but yeah, that's when they go there and decide to upgrade their vehicle. Yeah.
1: So they get a different car and they hide away in like an abandoned house. Mm hmm. And he teaches her how to shoot for the first time. They shoot a tire. She thinks that's pretty cool. Yep. And yep. then some...
2: They meet a cool old dude.
1: Yeah, some poor <laughs> some poor sap who we think is just going to be some poor sap. Maybe something terrible happened mm-hmm. to him. Comes in. I, I, I like his introduction where he just goes, no, sir. He's like, no, sir, and starts backing up.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: in the, the way it's filmed, it really looks like... Like, they, they show him, and he's being scared, and mm. then they show his family. And it's really set up to be like, a, oh, God.
2: Yeah, like it's really tense. Some, you really
0: think yeah, that, like, this is about to, happen.
2: yeah.
1: But I, I, I love the way this scene shifts, and it kind of introduces why these two were, mm-hmm. f- like, folk heroes in right. their own way.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah l- this is, like, the only scene that made me feel that way, though.
1: There's a couple other time. Well, I mean, really, the movie. We'll, we'll get to yeah. to other moments when they do that. But like when they when they're robbing the bank. Is that later, your money or the bank? Is that your money? Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: very. Um. This is where I made I. You know, and we'll we'll talk about it. We can't talk about it. But like you know, this is obviously one in a line of many versions of this story being told. Like the people's, you know, the the. People's yeah, generals. I read the
3: story of like actual Bonnie and Clyde, and I was like, whoa, that's really different. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. is
2: more like you know. I I wrote down public enemies. Like that's the main reference for this, but yeah, yeah, it's like, I mean the the Dillinger thing, like that was a lot of the, the, the sort of folk hero gangsters from this time. That was part of the vibe or the appeal because they would make sure to steal from the banks and not from the, the individual people. And that, you know, that was the bad way to do it. Um, you know, for like a modern version, I thought like like in *Hell or High Water*, where they're just robbing the banks. I that thought of *Hell or High Water*. Too. Foreclosed on their house, and then they, you know, even sometimes give money to the people as opposed to stealing money from the people. So, yeah, it's a grand tradition of, uh, you know, hero robbers.
1: And this movie does sort of feel like um, the slate of movies that I've been critical of in the past, like ten years, like the post Yep, that's what I was collapse. thinking though. Mm-hmm. Type movie. Oh, I about I think this is, yeah, my hang up <laughs> with hang all up. the, like, kill, Killing Them Softly and Hell or High Water. And... Which are good movies. I was going to say, I haven't That's seen Killing the Them short. Softly.
2: I love, yeah. That's not the good movie. I won't movie. stand up for Big Short. I love Hell or High <laughs> nope. Water, but. Um,
3: but... And I, I really like Killing Them Softly, too. That's underrated Brad Pitt performance. Sure.
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't go for that. I feel the exact same way about that as I do about Hell or High Water. Just like, I couldn't get into it for whatever reason. Yeah, I um, don't think.
3: I think if you're not into Heller High Water, you're really not going to be into Kill right. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, it's like Heller High Water, but like turned up. Yeah, I also. I yeah. mean Not not to go on a huge tangent, but I I just I also think Heller High Water like looks great. Like there's something, and, it, oh, it's, it like the, and so it's like good. the it's like the No Country for Old Men thing too. It's like just shoot a bunch in like the the vistas of. Texas and West Texas and like that's a it... sweaty movie by the way oh, after Hel- we
3: talked about last week oh my god <laughs> hell high water. Foster's just like <laughs> perspiring everywhere oh my god me.
2: that is oh and uh, Jeff Bridges too he is he is always <laughs> like, that's Jeff swe- Bridges. exactly just like clomping around in that movie um, yeah but yeah that, that's I'm glad you thought of that those were the two notes I made were public enemies and hell and high water mm-hmm. um, are both clearly like very like in the same vein of I would say influenced by this. I mean, Public Enemies is about a different set of real people. Um, but mm-hmm. it's all going for the same emotions, I think.
1: Yeah. The, I, like, my main two... Um, like, e- Ebert mentions, like, a name movies that were kind of descendants of this. And the two that I always... That, like, jump to my mind the most are... And, and it's weird because um, I think that Badlands is a straight-up masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It is. And then on the other end of the spectrum, natural born killers, which I think is like an absolute disaster. Sure.
2: I mean, I will say, so when I read that sentence, I don't think what, I mean, I don't think what Ebert's saying is, is wrong. Like these are all clearly movies that are
3: about the same thing. Right. Um, It's just like, he's like comparing like these great movies that came after that have been expired by stuff like Bonnie and Clyde. And it's just like,
2: yeah, it's days of heaven. Yeah, he natural starts killers. with Badlands and then ends with Natural Born Killers. And that's a real spectrum. Not not that I've, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Badlands yet. I'm going too soon because I want to watch it before Days of Heaven. Um, but it's, I've, it's
3: a good watch before Days of Heaven. Yeah, but
2: mm-hmm. Natural Born Killers is just like, yeah. I think like, that's the kind of movie I think of when I think about like transgressive and about crime. Right, and right, like yeah. that sort of gross 90s version of that.
3: Nick, do you yep. pick Days of Heaven or Badlands if you had to pick one of the two?
1: I would. I've rewatched Days of Heaven pretty recently, and I haven't seen Badlands in a few years, so I would need to rewatch it. The last time I like ranked everything, I did have Badlands higher. Uh, yeah, but I did. But the too. last time, the last time I rewatched Days of Heaven, uh, it jumped up a lot in my estimation. So I don't know. It's hard to say. They're both very, very they, good.
2: So they're both about like crime. Basically, they're or, shockingly similar. I was going
3: to say, maybe that's why I've
2: never <laughs> Or known, at least in,
3: in like tone and theme. Maybe
2: that's why I've never been able to re- remember which one's which. Other than it's like one has Martin Sheen and one has Richard Gere. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't really know what the difference in their plots is.
1: <laughs> this uh, Bad, Badlands is very much like this movie. Right. Uh, like more so than any of any of the other mm-hmm. movies that he mentioned. I think Badlands and, and Bonnie and Clyde are the most similar um, It's a really good movie Yeah So uh, like this dude Shows up at their house mm-hmm. And he says oh yeah This isn't my house anymore like you can do Whatever you want with it because it used to be Mine but the bank took it and now yeah. it belongs To them the bank
2: thanks evil banks
1: So they shoot out the bank Sign <laughs> they, they give it to the dude Let him do it too mm-hmm. And as they're about to part ways? Claude just says, "We rob banks." Yeah,
3: which is just great line. Yeah, it's a great, very simple. Yeah. And um, at this
1: point, he didn't arm robbery. We don't know that it was of a bank, but certainly Bonnie has not robbed a bank yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of his declaration of, like, "Here's here's what we're going to do." All right,
2: we have a statement of purpose now. So rob yeah. banks. Yeah.
3: Um, something that also stood out in the scene. I think mainly because most of the movies we've watched in this book think that there's only white people in the world, really. Yeah. And it was interesting that um, they definitely don't put, like, the black experience of the Depression forefront in the movie, but they tangentially kind of relate them to, like, the struggle is right. not just affecting, you see, like... see,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm you see the, 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 the white suburban
3: people or the right. white inner city people but like everyone yeah and it's really interesting to see because there's not a lot of people of right so far <laughs> in this book really not it's so there's like five people in the background in this movie and it's like oh i know we're getting you're a still change
2: actually kind of surprised yeah exactly
1: mm.
3: especially for the time period yeah
1: yeah so their first job they do decide to rob a bank and I, I love the, the build up to them actually going to rob the bank uh-huh. because Beatty's and here's here's like what I love the most about his performance is he's acting very confident and he's got a lot of bluster uh-huh. but every time Bonnie's not looking at him he looks terrified uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like real jittery yeah and looks anxious and I just I, I love that about this performance where he doesn't he doesn't do too much with it. He just kind of, when you're, when she's not looking, um, he, he shows like his real feelings.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And does a good job of conveying like that. It really is bravado, you know, for, (laughs) for her sake or for the sake of his, you know, reputation. I did like a couple, before it's before they go to the house but I made a note of when he declares I ain't good I'm the best and Bonnie just goes and modest <laughs> and like yeah you know, that just, was a good I, line I, the, there's a lot of this the the script for this movie is really good like I really like it's yeah. very yeah. snappy there's a lot of good sort of like little fun. Nick how
3: do you, how do you knock a performance where it has a line reading like and <laughs> modest <laughs> it's yeah. a great it's a great performance that You're was so good in this movie yeah there,
2: there were I'm realizing that yeah a lot of the stuff that I um that I really like is like fun moments that she has. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just that that stuck out to me too. That he really is putting on this, you know, act to charm her and and sort of be like, look how great I am. And then as soon as he has to go in somewhere on his own, he's pretty twitchy. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's only kind of like worsened or amplified, I guess, mm-hmm. by the way the first job goes, <laughs> oh, which God. is so good. <laughs> he goes to rob in the bank, and they're like, dude rob us of what we don't yeah. have any money in here. Yeah. this isn't even the, a bank the bank anymore.
2: failed like we yeah
3: and i love should, when he's he's just, just like, bring up the, come over here man yeah.
2: like go outside and you go outside and you <laughs> tell her <laughs> like uh yeah i love the goal yeah when he says go on out there and tell my girl and it's like he makes the guy go out and tell bonnie mm-hmm. that they don't have any <laughs> money like ah uh,
0: and thing it, it
1: does feel like a reflection of his impotence too where he he like has to explain this failing that he has. Yeah, it's not that he he has to make excuses for it's not that he
2: was unable to rob the bank, it's that the bank didn't have any money to rob. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then the next job they have also kind of goes awry that he's like in a grocery store and he ends up getting attacked and he has to hit this dude and the line that he says is i ain't against him which is just another i one. wrote down
3: that line immediately mm-hmm. that was a yeah. yeah fantastic line yeah
1: it's just another one of the folk hero type mm-hmm. lines of they're not trying to hurt the little guy right. even though i mean he was robbing a grocery store that is owned by a person. Right. But. Yeah,
3: yeah. And they're stealing a bunch of people's cars yeah. <laughs> during the yeah. Great Depression. Yeah, that is... Like,
2: <laughs> that's probably the... Well, until they start shooting people in the face, that is, like, the worst thing they do, where it's, like, you're just taking... Yeah. Like, that's somebody's... Like, that's their whole car. Like, that's devastating to yeah. somebody now, you let alone then. not really men. get
3: a good car loan no. during the Great Depression no. and get to to and from work.
2: Yeah, or to do your shopping or whatever. That's your car. Yeah.
1: So then, speaking of cars, mm-hmm. they... Uh, go to a gas station and they ask the the young gentleman who's working there his name is cw moss they ask him a little bit about cars and he seems to know how to fix them Mm -hmm. is it so is it him or is it uh one of bonnie or clyde who pronounces it
2: it's bonnie
1: is it Okay. I told
2: both of them. He says, she says it, and he says it. But I wrote down "coupe" because I was like, "What are you guys doing? Like, is this a joke? Is it how have I been pronouncing this word wrong my whole life?" Is I was wondering, is that
1: like a is it is it a thing of the time? Right. Like Was it maybe? <laughs> maybe
2: that's how. Either whether the 30s or 60s, maybe. But yeah, I definitely wrote down yeah "coupe" because she says it, and then he keeps keep saying because when they have that exchange where she says like maybe he says it first. But either way, because he's like, "Do you know what kind of car this is?" And it's like, "Oh, it's Mm -hmm. a blah 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 coupe." And she goes, "No, it's a stolen blah 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 coupe." Another good fade on away moment there. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I I liked that scene too. I, um, my CW Moss character is like great from from the jump. I think he's he's a real good character.
3: There, I I don't. Did you guys ever watch Arthur as kids? I don't know if the TV show that.
1: Oh. The, yeah, like the cartoon?
3: Sorry, I
2: was thinking about the movie, Arthur, and I was like, no, <laughs> I did not watch that as a kid. Well, our,
3: Arthur's sister's name is DW, and so the whole movie I just kept on thinking of, like, oh. DW. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I, I don't know why.
2: Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't really, I'm not, I i don't know if I've seen that actor, Michael J. Pollard in other things. Is he famous for anything else? Like, I tried to I, could... I
3: looked him up and I didn't really see anything
2: Right? So, because he seemed very familiar, but I'm like, maybe he just has like a really good energy, because I don't or think I've seen anything else. Or he looks else.
3: a crap ton like Sean Astin
2: Sure, just saying. sure, okay I could it's see like, that. It's
3: like, it's Samwise Ganji Sure. Uh, Fixing cars Yeah,
2: He's he made a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of movies I haven't and, and it
3: seems like, he, he, I don't even know if he ever got to, like, oh, that sort of, like, um, that much screen time in the movie. Like, he does in Bonnie and Clyde in any of the Probably. things he was in.
2: Yeah. Of, 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 his every every seventh th- build in Scrooge. I was going to say, that's the only thing of all the movies Which, he's in. I'm like, well, I've seen Scrooge and Dick Tracy. That, and and that's I don't it. even
3: remember the character of... Yeah. Uh, who is he? Oh, he's the friend. Or he's uh, Herman, the the guy who freezes to death
2: oh okay sure
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I had the exact same reaction where i was like oh like i've seen this guy before like yeah. i've seen him in tons of stuff yeah. what have i seen him in and then i looked it's and i like, was like nothing no i'm <laughs> and, apparently not I'm, he just has kind of that look yeah
2: and i've definitely heard his name but i'm realizing now it's because well he was nominated for an oscar for this movie and <laughs> was in a lot of other things even if i didn't see him so
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah
2: yeah that's probably why. Uh, but yeah, he's great. Uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a great character, and you, I like your Oscar. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Um, you know, it, it, it also does a good job of conveying what is so compelling about Bonnie and Clyde that someone would be just like, sure, I'll I'm along for the ride. I'll jump in the car. <laughs> let's go. Um, it is funny because they, when they're talking to him about cars and they ask him if he's a good driver, I just laughed. Then he jumps in the back seat and they drive away. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. I guess I'll just drive some other time. It's fine. <laughs> uh,
1: and I do like that they basically seduce him the way Clyde did to Bonnie right. in the like second scene of the movie. Really
2: makes you wonder how that would have played if he it then actually ended it up like yeah being in a relationship with them. Like because it kind of has that vibe. Like you're saying, it's very. Like charismatic and you can tell he's kind of into him and yeah, interesting.
1: Did you guys get the vibe throughout the movie that he was in love with Bonnie? Or yeah. was I just reading too no, much? No, I it?
2: yeah. It seems like he has at like at least some sort of crush on her or some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. fondness or tenderness for her. Like
3: know? when when he's talking about like, oh Bonnie likes my tattoo. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or like when, God, when she gets tattoo. shot and they're like laying down, he like kind of like puts his arm on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't blame him though. I mean, Bonnie looks She's, exactly like Faye Dunaway.
2: Exactly, she is so like.
3: <sighs> and she looks very. I, I mean, one of the, my main comments on this movie that is that it really didn't feel very dated at all. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like some of the ways it shot the set pieces or the violence used, but like Faye Dunaway does not look like an old Hollywood s- star. Yeah, like, no. she. Damn.
2: she looks like a nineteen, like a high fashion model from 1967 is what she looks like, like she's so yeah. like she is really pretty in this movie like in sort of the like alien way that I think a lot of models are where I'm just like I don't know <laughs> I didn't know people's faces could look like that uh, Yeah, yeah it's yeah she's I'm, I'm staring at her face right now in my zoom background and I'm just like yeah that's just good face she's a pretty lady. <laughs>
1: Yeah, her cheekbones are, like, up at her eyes. Oh,
2: absolutely. 100%. <laughs> like, it's wild. Um,
3: so, it's kind of the beret that does it, though. It is. Yeah. Which,
2: and it, it <laughs> mentioned this on the Wikipedia, but it's super true. It's really funny when something like this, which is a period piece, a movie set in the 30s, like, really sets off fashion trends for then, mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Like, people got really into, like, these berets and, like, sweaters and skirts look that she rocks in this movie. Oh,
3: it's a great look. It's a great look. Yeah. Awesome the- costume design.
1: Yeah. The way she was sort of like discovered for this movie, I, I think this was made like probably simultaneously as uh, a couple other movies because her, her movie debut was also like the same year as this. It was, I forget what it's called. It was some Otto Preminger movie. Um, but she was in three movies in 1967 and this was like the second or third of them. Mm-hmm. But the way she was brought to Beatty's attention was that uh, he, he had met with a photographer who'd just done like a photo shoot of her and um he showed Betty the pictures and he's like yeah she looks great let's uh let's meet with her mm-hmm. and he said like if you if you sell like the whatever company it was like wants these pictures for like I don't, to, to have right. like for movie production mm-hmm. and we'll pay you and the guy said well i i don't want money just like when you're shooting it let me know and i want to come visit and see like what it's like that guy was Curtis Hanson. Oh my gosh! The director, yeah, the, like LA Confidential and I Wonder was Boys. Just, and...
2: so it's just funny because I was just I was on the Wikipedia page for um, Dee Dee Allen, the editor of this movie, and <laughs> I was looking at all the different directors she's worked with, and she worked a lot with Arthur Penn, a lot with Paul Newman, a lot with Sidney Lumet, and then I was like, oh, she edited Wonder Boys for Curtis Hanson, and so I was just sort of thinking, I was like, I wonder What the Curtis Hanson <laughs> connection is, and then yep.
0: payoff. There you go.
2: Who knew? That's that's really cool.
3: Yeah.
1: So, CW is now a member of this kind of growing gang, mm-hmm. um, and they do their first job with him mm-hmm. as the getaway driver. It doesn't go great because he decides to park.
2: Like. I can't believe that was so funny. I can't believe, yeah, that it really comes down to like a parallel parking joke. Like,
0: yeah,
2: look <laughs> like of all the things, it's like an extended. It goes on for so long, like so it's much so longer long. than it's I like thought. Twenty seconds it just of keeps just going oh,
3: <laughs> hit the back, oh, hit the front, and then they shoot a dude's brain. They out. shoot a guy right yeah. in the
2: face. That's really <laughs> like really. I like I was like ah, <laughs> like it's just it's <laughs> through a window. So it and it's not you know.
1: I, I, you don't see, yeah, like it brain could
2: be splatter, just, but it's still it does splatter
3: a bit on the window.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Um,
2: yeah. But that's yeah. It goes. It's just so funny too because they pick him up and they're like, "This'll, this'll be great. He'll be our car guy." And then just immediately, it just he's immediately not good at what they brought him on to do.
1: <laughs> and I, I love the cut here from like this robbery going totally awry uh-huh. to. We're in the money oh my God. playing in the movie theater. I
2: loved that scene. I think that's that was a real high point of the movie for me. Just, mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker. I like it when characters in movies go to movie theaters. <laughs> like, any scene that's, like, yeah. set in a movie theater, I'm like, okay. Um, but, yeah, that is, like, the most depressing thing I've ever seen. It's just them sitting there in that theater just listening to We're in the Money. And it's just, like,
1: mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. And, like, CW's crying. And mm-hmm. those two both feel very guilty about, like, having killed the guy and having been i guess indirectly responsible for the guy getting killed and then bonnie's just like yo if you guys are gonna talk like go out in the hall i'm trying to watch
2: <laughs> right that is kind of funny where she's like i'm watching bonnie's this the best. very depressing in current context like you're sitting here and they're like listen to this and they're talking about how they're gonna have enough money to like pay their landlord and there's not gonna be a bread line and i'm just like this is <laughs> this is a bummer <laughs> like
3: <laughs> well that was the thing that happened that hollywood tried to like
2: Right, like distract from the
3: Great Depression with right, beautiful, wealthy
2: movies. Right, exactly. We can we can look our landlord right in the eye and I'm just like, okay, great. It,
1: it gives you the idea too of like why CW would just be like,
2: yeah, right. Sure, I'll
1: go, I'll go through you guys. Oh yeah, like what else am I gonna do? Right,
2: exactly. I mean, and it's you know, it's the same. It's what, like you said, it's what she did too. It was Bonnie's whole thing, which is like, what else do I have going for me? Might as well give this a try. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. Not, not good not not a good start for the three of them yeah.
1: so we get another moment where um bonnie is trying to put the moves on clyde in bed yeah and actually before this uh like after they get cw they're all like sort of in bed together mm-hmm. and he is clearly still awake but is pretending to be asleep mm-hmm. so that she won't do she won't do what she ends up doing in this scene which is she tries to uh fool around with him a little bit and he basically throws throws her off of him
2: yeah yeah that scene was kind of crazy I kept waiting for it to like cut away and I'm like no okay this is all right sure like we're gonna
1: it was really long yeah
2: exactly and it really it really goes on long but I again I think it's effective because it's Mm -hmm. so yeah this is the scene the scene I had written down in my notes, sex scene and then later on added question mark (laughs) because it was like oh okay (laughs) But it, nope, uh, we, not quite. Yeah, no. no. But we at least <laughs> not, do get a...
1: Not for a lack of trying no, on Bonnie's part. No.
2: We're,
3: Which happens a lot.
2: Poor Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Think she about how much yeah. how much better their lives could have ended up being if, uh, if he w- you know. Yeah, if he could have just... If like... we would had Cialis back <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, because I did not know about that plot of this movie... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your know, review where you said feature-length Cialis commercial. I was like, okay, what? Like, wow, you must have hated this movie. I had no context for that whatsoever.
1: No, that's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, Were, were you uh, reading that review as, like, a Netflix and chill kind of thing?
2: No, I just thought, like, you know how, like, I thought it was a commentary on what, like, Cialis commercials look like, how they're all kind of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
0: oh,
3: yeah. gauzy
2: okay. and, like, it's just a couple of people having a nice time. So I was like, wow. <laughs> Terrible uh, okay, indictment gosh. of Bonnie and Clyde.
3: That makes more sense. Yes.
1: It's funny, though, that this movie's like... What year is it now? So this movie's t- 53 years old. Yes, you can remember... How, how many yeah. other movies do we know of that feature, like, a male protagonist who's just, like, straight-up impotent? Like, yeah. very, I, very few. Well,
2: I was going to say, I should have looked this up. I That wouldn't have been a fun Google, so I'm fine that I didn't. But I feel like there <laughs> there's not many. I, I'm sure that I've seen another like it's something sort of in the back of my head that there's some movie the only one I
1: can think of is Matt Damon and departed
2: oh that's a that's a really good that's a really good example that's a really good example that's another movie where it's like maybe if he had some more effective treatment he would have uh, could have dealt with his issues a little bit more healthily it's working
1: overtime that's one of of my favorite lines of that movie it's working overtime
2: I love that movie (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, yes.
3: <laughs> um, I think honestly, it's more interesting that they decided to make Bonnie so sexually confident, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Really didn't like try to like hide her sexuality because that right. was something like even Hollywood movies nowadays is like, oh, it's a pretty mm-hmm. proper girl, right? Exactly
2: that she would have been like, seduced by nah, him. She wants to get it on. She's running well, around it's... with 1967 Warren Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I I,
3: I have. Like it's kind of no judgment on. Right, no,
2: it's just funny. It just feels like very cruel to her to be like this like extremely handsome guy comes, picks her up, she thinks, oh, this is gonna be awesome and then Mm -hmm. just can't can't make it happen for her. Yeah. Poor Bonnie.
1: I was gonna try to make a loose association to this and the discourse around. The Cardi B song. Oh, sure.
2: Oh. Sure about women's oh, sexuality and how it's yeah. portrayed, and yeah, that's, that's a lot of discourse right now.
3: And how a lot of Hollywood doesn't see female sexuality as a main thing. Like Ben Shapiro doesn't. Oh, good
2: lord! I refuse to engage with that. I will not watch it. I, I, I cannot. I cannot. Engage. Really it, it sounds.
0: Oh
1: uh, <laughs> I, I had to explain because Nelly is not uh, extremely online. Ah, good for her. So I had to explain all about Ben Shapiro to her, and then showed her that. And you she had to explain.
3: I thought you were going to say like I had to explain like the WAP controversy. Yeah. Not no, 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 I ben just Shapiro. had to explain. Yeah. I just had to
1: explain who Ben Shapiro what was to her, the and stuff. then showed her the Ben Shapiro WAP stuff, and she thought it was hilarious. Ugh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Something. I feel like
3: any. Well,
1: but trying to explain Ben or Shapiro man. to someone who has, like, very little context for who Ben Shapiro would be is, like, it's hard. I can't even imagine how right. the, the, the,
2: the, the response would be, but why? <laughs> like, but yeah. why? Like, because the internet's a terrible place, that's why.
1: <laughs> we are yeah. all doomed. So, the gang gets a little bigger as they uh, next meet with Buck. Yeah! A young Gene Hackman. Buck! And Blanche. Played by Estelle Parsons. Ah, Blanche. <laughs> Oscar, Blanche. Award, Oscar winning. award winning. Oscar award winning
2: Estelle Parsons. So did you guys read anything about the real Blanche and her involvement in this movie and her uh, <laughs> concerns Didn't she, s- movie?
1: Didn't she yeah, sue Yeah, she's sue like, them? they made
2: me sound like a horse's ass. Yeah. I, I, Well, it's interesting. She basically, or at least this is all according to Wikipedia and some uh, articles I found. Um, she had been involved. Like she, they'd talked to her. Yeah. She'd met with Warren Beatty. She was sort of happy. She she thought it was going in a good direction. She wasn't she and, really worried. She and
3: Warren Beatty stayed friends after the movie yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, it probably wasn't probably his fault. Um, but then, but yeah, then she saw the movie and was like, "Excuse me," like. And it is funny. We were talking about it last night. Like, she, she looked more like faye dunaway than estelle parsons in real life yeah. like she was young she was
1: yeah she was quite fetching. yeah
2: she was young she was pretty and they just make her like this old bitty of a you know she's got a bonnet and she's like the nagging wife and <laughs> all
1: she does is scream oh so
3: much screaming with it's, a spatula she's just like she kind of uh,
1: rats them out also, at the end
2: like, any this happens not, not all the, the time but, like, any time, it's always a, almost always a female character, when, like, you're under attack or, like, the pe- people are coming for you, and you're like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs and just run out in the middle of the situation. It's like, <laughs> of all the things, even if I were terrified, I would be, like, crawling into a closet or something. Like, I would not be screaming yeah. at the top of my lungs and just running around,
3: like...
1: Doesn't doesn't she still have the spatula <laughs> yeah. in her hand? Yeah, that's, she that's just fully fun.
3: runs out with the spatula. I was dying laughing, and just, freaking Gene Hackman has half of his face blown off, and I just can't stop laughing at the spatula. Yeah, again, they needed to sure that tone up just a bit. Yes, yeah. Maybe my biggest problem with the movie.
2: Yeah, it, this. Yeah. yeah, I mean the second half obviously gets way way darker. um I'm trying to figure out. Oh, never mind. I know the answer. Um, sorry, I was, because I was thinking how, I was like, yeah, that one guy gets shot in the face, and then Gene Hackman gets, like, half his head blown off, and I was like, but we don't really see anything. I was like, I watched a movie recently where someone gets half their head blown off, and you just fully see the entire uh, top half of their head blown off, like, Midsommar style. Um, <laughs> and that was uh, in, a, in a, a different new release movie that I won't specify what it was, in case that's a spoiler somehow.
3: Um, it's Baccarat. It's
2: Baccarat. <laughs> Oh. yeah I mean like
3: just knowing what you've seen recently I'm like no actually it's gonna be the
2: violent it, no, Brazilian it was, movie it was she first, just watched it was first cow in a Kelly Reichardt movie <laughs> the top half of someone's <laughs> head Just
1: the <laughs> cow just like hoof stomps somebody's head
2: yeah speaking of tone going out of whack but yeah no I had to check my letterbox it was driving me crazy I'm like because I have the image in my head of somebody's like skull caved in and I was like what What movie yeah. did that to me and it was uh bad. Yep. Sure. Yep. Um, But yes, just just one of the craziest before. Yeah. Before Gene Hackman uh, gets half his head blown off. um, He is handsome and fun. He looks looks fine. I couldn't
3: believe it. And he looked happy and he looked charismatic. What Gene Hackman is this? And what did you do to this Gene Hackman? That's what
2: I realized really threw me was just he was just smiling. He was just smiling so much and just seemed chill and like calm and um
3: and he has a really good smile because he
2: goes so Gene Hackman after this I feel like or around this time then goes through a phase where he just doesn't smile for like 30 years
3: <laughs> like he's just yeah it's a to- he's it's a Tommy Lee Jones like- he's
2: just you know in the conversation um, and then by the time he's like an older actor and he's smiling and things it looks nefarious by then like yeah. I mean my yeah. even like my beloved Royal Tenenbaum, when he's smiling, you're like Ah I'm I'm concerned. No. <laughs> like, I have concerns about this. So it's rare to see just an unburdened, smiling, happy, uh pretty handsome young Gene Hackman. <laughs> he's I'll been reti-
1: it. he's been retired for sixteen years. Yeah Good for him.
2: Good for him. I think he lives in New Mexico oh my God. actually. He wow, he's yeah.
1: he's ninety. He's good for yeah. good for Gene. So that's what?
2: that's how I realized. This is when I realized that my uh, Warren Beatty math was mad because I was freaking out thinking Warren Beatty was forty, and I was like, wait, this movie's fifty years old. Warren Beatty <laughs> is not ninety something, and so I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> he was only thirty. But that's when I realized that oh, that means Gene Hackman is
3: ninety, um, yeah.
2: because Warren yeah. Beatty's eighty then. Yes.
3: Good lord when he did the, uh, Academy Awards. Oh
2: my God. The, the tough, a, the tough thing about watching. He still
3: looked good. But yeah, yeah. It, I mean, he looked like, he made himself look like a fool. Well, The, the tough but thing about. he <laughs> looked freaking good for being 80. About watching
2: Bonnie and Clyde now is like, that is my main association with Bonnie and Clyde because that's why, no, no. that's why they were presenting. It was the 50th anniversary yeah, yeah. of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Um, and so there were a few times, every time, Every time that, like, Clyde did something, Matt would just go, Warren, what did you do? (laughs) You say that all the time. That's, like, our go-to reference is just Jimmy Kimmel going, Warren, what did you do? Um,
3: I I was thinking a lot about when, like, uh, Faye Dunaway had to, like, slap him, just like, oh, stop it. Give me that. I was just picturing like, Faye Dunaway doing that to Clyde. I get, like, the-
2: stressed <laughs> thinking about that whole situation. Like, it, it, st- it stresses me out now, f- three, four years later. Um, just, and I I don't want to talk about this very much any, any more than what I'm about to say, because it's no fun. But I did spend a lot of time thinking about how you look at Warren Beatty now, and you're like, man, Warren Beatty, same guy. Like, he looks great. And then you look at Faye Dunaway now, and it is a different if she If she's 80, though, she still
3: looks good for yeah, her Yeah, she
2: does. She just has um
3: a... But War- Warren is aged like a yeah. peach, yeah. man. Like... Yeah.
2: <laughs> she she just seemingly, I you know, I, I think she may have, and I don't know her personal life, um, you know, done some of the things that actresses maybe do to try to hang yeah. on to their yeah. appearances. And it just... Her face just doesn't look the same anymore, and it bums me out. Yeah, she looks, I mean, she's an eight-year-old woman, and she's beautiful, but it's like, oh, her face is, you've done, you done some stuff to it, Faye. Um, men, men and women are allowed to age differently in that industry. Yeah. Um, but Warren Beatty, like, and I also, if he's had any work done, pfft, looks great. <laughs> like, he looks like himself.
3: <laughs> His came out well.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have, like, the weird eye situation that people, like, uh, rest in peace, you know, Burt Reynolds kind of got later in his life, where it's like, what what did you do around? Yeah. Um, But, yeah. uh, Burt, what did you do? Yeah, exactly.
1: He's got got Annette Bennett keeping him young at heart.
2: Sure does. Oh, I love them. I love that they're married. Wait, they're married? Oh, they've been married for, they've been married for, like, 25 years now. Born baby finally settled Uh, down. Yeah,
1: since 92.
2: There you go. 28 years. He finally he finally settled down, right yeah. right right around like Dick Tracy era, uh, married <laughs> well married uh, Annette Benning and like after it was like after he dated Madonna I think he was like okay <laughs>
3: he dated Madonna <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, who I
1: didn't who didn't I was gonna say yeah
2: um, but yeah no him and him and Annette Benning are a, a very nice seeming married couple, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but yes oh back back to young Jane Hackman um, the other thing I noted because I was gonna ask you guys because you guys have brothers. Was that like in a wild amount of roughhousing between these two adult brothers who just were like doing a ton of just like play wrestling. Like, is that, I mean, I'm an only child. I have no context to be like, why are you like fight, like play fighting with each other? Um, I mean, I've
3: never done that with my brother.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Same.
2: Yeah. Just, it was, it was cute. Like they, they seemed, it was Do you have a
3: brother, Nick?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've got a younger brother.
3: Oh, I thought you just had a sister.
1: No, I've got a brother who's three years younger and a sister who's six years younger. But yeah, we don't we don't wrestle okay. really. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really a wrestling type.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured maybe. I'm that sure was that the I'm case. sure that surprises <laughs> you
1: guys to learn about me that I'm <laughs> <You're
2: laughs> not really a wrestling. Yeah, but neither of you really don't have, just love engaging in unnecessary roughhousing. Shocking.
1: <laughs>
3: we're we're also not bank robbers, so All maybe th- maybe it's a bank robbers yeah. kind of thing. But um, you know. Of.
2: But so, so this scene where after Gene Hackman shows up, they do a bunch of roughhousing. They're hanging out together. Um, after I wrote in my notes that Gene Hackman rules, um, this is where I wrote in my notes as Dylan saw last night. Bonnie is rude, <laughs> like which. <Yep>. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have and I my right after I wrote Bonnie is rude, I wrote Blanche is a problem. But like yeah. one of those things does not necessarily excuse the other. Bonnie, <laughs> like. <laughs>
3: It definitely, I mean, I, I think Bonnie had some good reasons to be pissed at Blanche because sure. she's crazy, Yeah, but it did feel like a classic Hollywood trope of, like, let's pit the women. Exactly.
2: Like, said. that's... And yeah.
3: it was just, like, yeah. yeah. And
2: it's just, the part yeah. that was bugging me was just Bonnie, like, when she was, like, just explicitly making fun of her, just being like, oh, this and that, and she's, yeah. like, doing, like, this, like, mean impersonation. It's like... You can criticize her. She's super annoying and she's not helping your guys' situation. But come on, Bonnie.
1: <laughs> there's also so like a je- She seems to be jealous well, of her. Yeah, because they have like a marriage because, and she's actually yeah. his
2: wife and which presumably means they get to have sex, which Bonnie is not getting.
1: Not, yeah, not able to do <laughs> Yeah, <it. laughs>
2: Poor
0: Bonnie. There's,
1: there's a movie that I watched um, maybe a month ago called uh, Lever... What was it called? Lever to Heaven?
2: that sounds
3: right
1: um yeah it's so. yeah leave her to heaven i, I don't know why I, I was like that doesn't sound right anyways uh the wife in that does a similar thing and th- that was like 20 years older than this where she's just like complaining about how they're never alone and bonnie says like pretty much the same thing about how like that oh.
3: that was kind of a heartbreaking scene like yeah. <laughs> the t- you need a better relationship for yourself Bonnie. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's a tough, tough thing. You join a gang, and you, you're they're we all know. holed up yeah. together. It's hard. It's hard to get that also, private
3: time. Also, Clyde being rude to the response of like, we need some alone time. Just being like, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get a sandwich. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he does not just want to like, engage on that topic.
1: Well, yeah, Come he's totally like Clyde. he he's so driven by ego. Like when they meet with the brother, they take all these photos, and mm-hmm. like in the next scene, they meet with this guy, uh, or they they don't meet with <laughs> they're uh, sort of accosted by a guy and it doesn't turn out well for him initially. No. <laughs> uh, but Clyde is so driven by ego and the thing the the two things that we see that like kind of crack that are one his impotence and then two like <laughs> when when his robberies go wrong. Yeah. But instead of so en- they go like wrong instead of en- quite a lot. they, which they Yeah, do. instead of engaging in in her trying to approach him about being alone he's just like yeah no <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go like right.
2: yeah it is interesting because you get the sense or at least i get the sense that you know he can't he's got his sexual dysfunction he doesn't have a lot of control over that aspect of his life and so it's like when it comes to the bank robberies like this he can control he can create his own myth he can you know shout that they're the barrow gang he can rob the banks and it'd be one thing if he did have like perfect control over his crimes and his robberies and he pulled it off and maybe it's just because it's a movie but yeah almost everyone we see goes wrong like or at least mm-hmm. is there is a complication in, some way in some way, yeah to varying degrees they don't always have to end up shooting someone in the face but something goes wrong uh every I time i mean
3: there's 50 ways you could mess up a crime yeah. and if you could think of 25 of them <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> well done yeah thank you fair, fair enough <laughs>
1: So they do. Um, they're like the whole gang is driving around, mm-hmm. and they get accosted by a, it's a ranger or a cop of some kind. Right. But he's out of his jurisdiction, mm-hmm. bounty hunting because mm-hmm. there's a, a bounty on them because they've already killed a few cops. Yep. And it doesn't go well for him because Clyde is away from the rest of the gang, and mm-hmm. the guy doesn't know it. So he shoots his gun away, and they make him pose for. Some embarrassing yeah. photos. Bonnie, Bonnie kisses him on the mouth. No, I'm like, long Bonnie, time.
2: I know you're frustrated with what you have going on, but you, you should not be sexually accosting um <laughs> random yeah. men just because you are dealing with some things in your personal life.
1: It sort
3: of I did not like th- a, read it that way at all.
2: Oh, it grossed me out so bad when I I, I wrote yeah. down. Oh, I thought
3: she was just trying to humiliate you. Oh,
2: she dude. she is. No, I don't I don't mean it. Well, yeah. okay. I don't no, she's not actually like like, I don't think she's attracted <laughs> to the guy. But I just mean, it's still not appropriate. I don't think that
1: makes it any better. Right, exact- and in fact, it
2: sort of no. makes it worse. Right, because she's trying to do it to humiliate him. It's so gross. It's yeah. like, Bonnie, no, don't, you, don't act it
1: like kind of that. Added I thought like Bugs Bugs in that
3: doing scene it. was just <laughs> absolutely dynamic.
2: Um, I agree with both of you. I think she's really good at that <laughs> scene. And I also think it does look like when Bugs Bunny kisses Elmer Fudd. <laughs>
3: I didn't hear what Nick said because I was yeah. trying to praise <laughs> Faye Dunaway's yeah. dynamic performance. And he and called her and, and he called
2: her Bugs Bunny, but I think <laughs> both can be true.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'd forgotten this uh, about the movie, but they do let the guy go. Like even after and he spits in her face, yeah. That, they just oh, kind of push t- him out.
3: I forgot that too, and I fully and expected like one of their. Uh, Warren Beatty to just blow this guy's face off. Right. Yeah. It's,
2: it's probably one of the mistakes they make is that they let him go. <laughs>
3: no, they should have blown his face <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, it
2: would have worked out better for them. Um, but yeah.
3: After they really shouldn't have blown his face off. That was... Sure.
2: Um, very quickly before we move on to the next scene, because it's about to get real good. Um, I did also note here, there's a scene where they're, I think it's when they're driving to this spot. Um, we get the rare front projection shot. I don't know if you guys noticed there's like one shot oh, where you can yeah, see the road yeah. out and I love a rear projection shot and I loved that too. It's like, "Oh, yep, that's just something that the film they're running <laughs> outside the window." Um, I love it. I love when you can tell how fake it is. That was that was fun for me.
1: So, we we meet a great character oh, yes. in the next scene. A, a real like he's this in it. This is the highlight th- of the movie. Yeah, really. He's in it for 3 Honestly. minutes, but it's still And it's like over show. an
2: hour in, too. Like I made a note because I was like, "Wait, I thought I saw the credits that Gene Wilder's in this movie like and then yeah it's yeah it's it's honestly
3: that's like the main thing I think about when I think about Bonnie and Clyde
2: I, I had no Gene idea Odyssey. I had no
3: idea he was in it and it's his first like screen performance right which is yes. Gene
2: Wilder's Great. Gene Wilder's career is like depressingly short and small in the grand scheme of things he only made like mm-hmm. 30 he was only only had like 30 something roles um,
3: you know, it starts it, it's here. It's one of those like, and by the early, it's 80s, a short career, high peak. Oh,
2: oh, god, absolutely. Oh yeah.
3: Um, like, who had a peak like Gene? Did Wilder's, you know he was honestly? Did you
2: know he was Oscar nominated for co-writing Young Frankenstein? That Young Frankenstein got an Adaptive screenplay nomination. That is something Go. I learned last night but, looking up Gene Wilder. Oh, that
3: was another movie I'm going to watch for next. Oh, week, I'm, wa- I'm watching. I'm, I'm going oh, to try to watch watching. it. I'm yeah. watching. <laughs> I don't
2: need an excuse to watch Young Frankenstein, but I'm going to watch it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so
3: that's five Frankenstein movies for me and the book. So nice. <laughs> yes, I am, I am expert, making but... you walk
2: us through Frankenstein.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Um, but yeah, no, Gene Wilder, like another person who is like younger than I remember him ever really looking like just ugh, he's very good here. Yeah, I also and like getting
3: really into it with the. The woman. He, he, I also Velma? His, uh, Gene, he, Gene
2: Wilder can get it uh, he can also his girlfriend um, looks exactly like Marcia Gay Harden that's my entire um,
1: oh, <laughs> reference does. point yeah
2: yeah because we did the thing where Matt turns to me and goes who does she look like and I said Marsha Gay Harden he was like yes <laughs> like that's I was like okay that's it she just has like the dark hair and like the you know pretty eyes and stuff um yeah but yeah
1: you just say they're making out and they the the Barrow Gang steal his car, yeah. so he takes the car that they were in and ch- chase after. Mm-hmm. And then they just decide to bail because oh, they could have guns. And the gang just goes, "Let's well, chase after those people who are chasing us. Like, why not?" Yeah, sounds like it sounds like it'd be a hoot.
2: It's the it's the risk you run. You know, we start chasing yeah. somebody, they might turn around and start chasing you.
3: Yeah, um, and I think Jane Wilder is just amazing comedic de- delivery oh, is yeah. on form right there where he's just like velma step on it yeah. velma <laughs> velma step on it's... it velma and yeah. <laughs> step on it, it velma
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 very like very gene wilder uh that yeah. that is like
3: really is gene wilder the, as you the can sort get. of
2: like yeah starting like low like, like sort <laughs> of being deadpan and then it just like builds and builds
3: to pure insanity yeah
1: my favorite bit of their whole interaction so the gang like picks them up and, and they like drive around and get burgers together basically when they're eating the burgers he's got like the napkin on his shirt yep. <laughs> oh, really I really hope burgers. that was Gene Wilder's
3: decision <laughs> right? it's, it's like, I
2: gotta, yeah. keep my, gotta keep my costume clean yeah
1: and then uh, basically they they ask him what he does and he says he's a, he's an undertaker he's a mortician well, <laughs> And There's one
3: thing that happens before that, which is she. They ask him how old they are, oh, right? Yeah. And the wife's like, "Oh, I'm 35." And Gene Wilder's like, that, the fuck you are."
2: That was hilarious. That was yes. so. It's played
3: <laughs> like
1: I he just looks like mortified. He,
2: yeah, he does. It's like, oh god, that's not what you told right, me. Right? I know. I was. He doesn't even like. I'm just like, oh no! She, you forgot? You told him you were 29. What are we I'm gonna glad be
3: doing they, here? I'm glad they didn't like make a thing out of it in the middle of the scene, but like just Gene Wilder's right. expression says so enough. Like it's, just, like, it's great. exactly.
2: I thought it was going to be a whole thing, but yeah, he just does that like what, and then they just keep going.
1: <laughs> so yeah, after they find out his job, um, Bonnie immediately like goes get them the hell out of the car, mm-hmm. and then she disappears for a little bit, and they don't really know. I mean a very little bit. It's like the beginning of one scene. But it seems to be that she's having guilt or... Like... Nostalgia is not the right word. But she's having some kind of ennui about leaving her mother. Who's getting up there. Yeah. So they decide to have what seems like a family reunion of... Like a, a very strange family reunion. Yeah. And they meet with Bonnie's mom and some other family members. And Clyde tries to charm the mother. And it (laughs) doesn't really work out very well. You'd think, you sort of think that he's going to be able to do it because he's He's always been super charming. Yeah. And he basically says, like, oh, yeah, Bonnie's always talking about how we should move down the street from you. And she's like, no, I don't want that she's like they'll be be kill you.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah. She's like you'll be dead within a week or something like that.
1: And I mean, mom's right.
2: Right. Yeah. She does.
1: because let's because not move they do...
3: to next to the only relative of one of the main criminals. Right. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say because they do move in with the parents of one of the other gang members, and it does not go well for them. Yeah. yeah so there you go. The... It's over then. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mom knows what she's talking about.
3: Yeah. Yep. It, it It's a good bit of foreshadowing, I think, to like, yeah, how it. Mm-hmm. but yeah would, you know, death
1: the way that scene ends is like kind of weird though the mo- The mom's just like yeah, yeah I wouldn't like that and then they just, they just they're just they like alright we're not even gonna say they like Irish goodbye right. and kind of like stroll out
3: yeah which is weird because the rest of the scene is like so damn good yeah. yeah, I wish they kind of like plotted the rest of the scene out better but like it starts feeling like days of heaven honestly it's just like this right. like the, the- mystical plain countryside of Right, death and nothing. Honestly. And I, I do
2: think this whole like this as we get toward like to- ramping up towards the end of the movie, everything does get a little bit more like it just sort of goes from one scene to the next, and I, it's like building towards sort of the inevitability of how you can just feel like in every scene I think that it seems like this is not going to end well for them, and it's sort of like settling on them that they realize that.
1: Yeah, and it. Doesn't end well because the next like big set piece, um, CW and Blanche go into town and they both sort of like talk about their regrets that they have mm-hmm. together while they're picking up food. Yeah. Um, and while they're grabbing the food, somebody sees CW's gun and yeah, they kind of put the pieces together and cops show up to their place again. Mm-hmm. But this time it seems like they there's a lot more cops. They have a lot. They bring like a. It's not quite a tank. Yeah. But it's like
2: <laughs> is it though? It's like an armored yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 more than the last time they had a run in with the cops, they pushed the car out of the way with their car. Right. In this one, they uh the gang have grenades and still it's not quite enough.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So they have, I mean, it's a great shootout. It's a great action set piece. And it really does feel like um, the predecessor to stuff like Michael Mann did, uh, or does, I guess, like uh, Public Enemies or Heat. Um, It's a really good action set piece, I think. Mm -hmm. And during the uh, scuffle, Mm -hmm. or this part of the scuffle, um, Blanche is shot... In the, I don't know, like. Where is she shot? You I mean, know she's bl- she's ultimately blinded.
3: Yeah, I I think it like almost like skimmed grazes past, like, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, part it must of her have just like hit the prefrontal cortex. <laughs> no.
1: That would be, like, personality and behavior. Yeah. Well, things. I
0: mean, this she already her, has that yeah. part ruined. Yeah, no, so. she
2: just can't, like, open her eyes to the light. The light, the light uh, is now too yeah. much
3: for her. And, and then Faye Dunaway just, like, gives her her glasses.
2: Yeah.
3: That I, is I so funny wish, when she like, puts the glasses on I know. Again, there's, like, things in this movie where it's just, like, you had, like, a really good, like, comic script here, and then you made it, like, the bloodiest, most intense movie. Yeah. And it's just, like, you got to... Choose.
1: i thought the glasses thing was kind of sweet though because the way they got those glasses in the first place is buck stole them from oh, yeah. like during one of the robberies oh. and then he gives them to blanche mm-hmm. so this is like that gift from buck after like i mean at this time like when they put it back on her buck is not literally dead but he's ostensibly he's, I mean, dead. he's so
3: dead yeah i yeah. I, d- I mean i think even like bonnie mentions at one point when they're like driving away like
2: he's dead like i like i did the thing in yeah, my notes yeah. too where i wrote uh like i i made a note of like buck's death scene um and then sort of had to go back and be like up, oh, nope we're a couple scenes later uh-huh. and they're still hauling <laughs> <Yeah>. him around <laughs> like yeah he, he, lingers. <laughs> he lingers He lingers for, for like yeah like he's he's fun yeah it's because that ugh, that right out in the immediate aftermath of him him getting shot is just brutal like
1: it's it's sickening.
3: I it's, did not feel comfortable with the rest t- of the movie because of that Right.
2: Scene. It's yeah, it's really, really upsetting.
3: Um And that shootout is like visceral. They go like full handheld yeah. when like Faye Dunway's like shooting yeah. violently out of a window mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. this does not feel like it was made in nineteen sixty. Right. And that's that's what's so interesting about the tone of this movie, because yeah,
2: I, I was the exact same way that like from that point on I'm like, this is just awful. Like Good, not awful movie, but just like awful to watch no, unfold. A, like, and it, everything yeah. had been so lighthearted for a stretch and then really it takes a turn.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Th- they get away initially uh-huh. at night, yes. but then they, like, during the daytime have a second shootout right. with the cops. Yeah. So both and there's, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde get shot uh-huh. after they've split up from, uh-huh. uh, uh, buck and blanche mm-hmm. so buck dies like at the feet of the cops just like surrounded by cops right and blanche gets arrested mm-hmm. um the other three the two of them get shot like in the river and then they're basically like cared for by like poor townsfolk mm-hmm. who sort of see them as yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys there yeah someone in the background yep. <laughs> yeah yeah you got it. Aww. We tell her I'm doing work in here.
2: <laughs> you are doing work in here. <laughs> um
1: so yeah the the poor people like sort of tend to them like they're almost savior type characters which right. is like sort of the the subtext of a lot of like maybe not literally how they're being perceived but how they see themselves like how Bonnie and Clyde see themselves especially like when we when we hear um, Bonnie's poem later she sees them as folk heroes
2: mm-hmm. the ballad but, of Bonnie and Clyde
1: yeah so we'll get to that in a sec uh before they do that they go to CW's house and he's there um he there he meets his father mm-hmm. who seems like a pretty nice guy for a Wait, little
2: for while a minute, yeah this this seems another rough one uh <laughs> yeah uh, in terms he,
1: of, he's yeah. nice like to Bonnie and Clyde mm-hmm. while they're present <laughs> because he knows then, they have guns. Yeah. yeah, And then as soon as um, he's alone with CW, he yells at him for having a tattoo and
3: mm-hmm.
1: Robbie's. It's like, a like, yeah. it's
2: a bad tattoo. I,
1: I'm. <laughs> it's not a good tattoo. Not the bad
2: no. tattoo. <laughs> I mean he's too mean about We're it. Professionally done. He's, yeah, he's too mean about it, but he's not not wrong that it's a real bad tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the yeah, the dad is not into these two being there. Right. And meanwhile, Blanche is in jail. She sort of she she's an easy oh. um interrogation it seems like yeah. cuz the guy just goes, "What what was that other guy's name? I can't remember." She's like, oh, you mean C.W. Moss? Yeah. His, is that his name? Yeah. Well, the guy just like walks walks out of the room while you're... she's still talking.
2: Yeah, well, she can't see him, so.
3: <laughs> not only does she go like, oh, C.W., and then he's like, but what was his last name? Like, he almost <laughs> gives her a second chance for her to be like, right. I Maybe should I... not be telling right. this person this.
2: I shouldn't be answering But something. also
1: at this point, like,
2: what is she, she? Yeah, care? what does she care? Like, her like, her yeah, husband's It's dead. not really. She doesn't, yeah. And she never like Bonnie. Exactly. So. Yeah. She didn't, yeah, she does not care.
1: So Bonnie meanwhile had written her poem and had sent it Very into sweet. the news. Had sent it into the newspapers. It was the ballad of Bonnie and Clyde mm-hmm. and it's uh all about like their story and she seems to know or intimate at the end that they are going to die mm-hmm. at the hands of cops and cops will be happy about it. Yep. And it is after hearing this poem that Clyde finally um Gets some stuff going. They, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> he does get some stuff going.
1: They kiss in the field and then the camera pans away. And you can kind of put it together what happens from there. Mm. But it seems like... So he said I think he says to her, you told my story. You made me somebody they're going to remember. And it's at that point when he's able to mm-hmm. like perform. Yeah. So it is just like it's... He has this ego... Um, and once that's kind of satiated in a way that even the robberies haven't been able to do, he's right. able to, to function. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's all, it's all tied up for him, obviously. Like his whole, his whole ego, his whole, uh, like, yeah, performance issues. It's all, all tied up for, uh, for Clyde. So now they die.
1: Oh yeah. So then they get shot. Well, I,
2: remind me why I, after the sex scene, I wrote next to it, clyde sucks. what i I don't remember why i did that i was like there was something i was mad about clyde for here but i can't remember what it was i'll never know
1: uh i I don't know i don't remember anything he says he wants oh i remember i know exactly okay thank you (laughs) because she because he says he wants to marry her and she's like you know what would you what would you do if we could like erase if we could just like kind of reset Mm -hmm. oh yep this was it Mm-hmm. And and he's like, you know, like if we started to rob banks but only did it out of state, I think that'd be a great idea. And she's just like, oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was. Where he says his not the answer. She's looking for his focus is so, and as it always has been, his focus is so. Like, what could I? What could make my bank robberies better? Like, how could I improve my bank robbing? Um, yeah, that that was it. Because she she she's just so. Like you can tell she's just so devastated by she's never mm-hmm. she's never gonna get from him uh really everything she wants.
1: And it's at some point in the Ebert essay he says something about how movies in the past would like have a change of heart um type moment. And mm-hmm. this movie it tries to like it offers that to him mm-hmm. and he just goes, Nah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. And it's sort of like it, it he they're damned to get killed in the end and it's not i mean i guess that even if
3: bonnie's there for the change of heart so yeah
1: yeah yeah i guess that's true but like i guess like functionally if even if at this point he would have said like yeah let's let's we're gonna go straight now they still would have gotten shot Mm -hmm. but at least you would have had like this emotional kind of like catharsis Whereas this movie mm-hmm. doesn't want to give you that. And I think that's part of like what made it radical at the time where like we're, we're kind of used to seeing that mm-hmm. now in a lot of movies where people like stay bad and like the anti-heroes stay bad until the very end mm-hmm. and they don't ever change. Right. Um, but this, Great you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in, in 1967, right. though, that's like it's pretty ballsy. Right. And especially like in the context of other gangster movies mm-hmm. and crime movies, people don't like people aren't either aren't offered that um, chance at redemption or they take it when they get it. And this one, he doesn't ever take it. All he does is has sex.
2: Right. Exactly. That's, that's his victory (laughs) moment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's the, that's the the payoff. uh, Yeah. Bonnie's or Clyde's. uh,
2: It it is. It really
1: is. Yeah. Um, so then a little better,
3: maybe. Yeah. Say again. We, we, We could write a character arc a little bit better than that next time, (laughs) maybe. Which, did you guys know that there was a Netflix uh, show that was based around Bonnie and Clyde that came out recently? Um, I only discovered
2: it because I was, like, Googling Bonnie and Clyde and getting results for that and being like, oh, okay, yeah,
3: sure. It's specifically more about, like, the people pursuing Bonnie and Clyde? Yeah,
2: um, there was, well...
3: Which is like, let's let's do Bonnie and Clyde from the cops' perspective. There was... That's I think the, it was, a, mov-
2: was it a movie. I think it was a movie, um, but it was Netflix, um, The Highwaymen. It's a Kevin Costner movie where it's like, yeah, it's it's Bonnie and Clyde, but we're going to follow the, the true heroes, the cops, who uh, just take them out in a truly horrifying hail of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to do all that. It's, it's a lot. It
1: is a lot. Speaking of Costner, um, sure. Keith Phipps. Oh. Keith Phipps tweeted this earlier today. <laughs> I, like, I like how Jane and I just had. a <laughs> was the like, different I, yeah. I was like, oh yes, Costner.
2: please. I always want to talk more I
1: about Kevin like, Costner. Uh, <laughs> Keith Phipps said on Twitter, "Remember when Kevin Costner made that post-apocalyptic movie that used the postal service as a simple uh-huh. stand-in for the hope of civilization, and we yes. laughed and laughed. We
2: did, <laughs> we did." Jeez, the water wars, oh, the postal service, Kevin Costner saw it all coming. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, so the three uh, crooks who are still alive going to town, CW has been warned by his dad to uh, like not be in the car with them when they get back. He, instead of telling them, hey, maybe there's a trap for you, he goes, nah, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. And guess what, buddy? Uh, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> they were not fine. They were not fine. Yeah. So they're driving back and they see Malcolm on the side of the road with this flat tire. Mm-hmm. Some birds fly away. Malcolm jumps under the car and um they get Sonny Corleone. They really do. Before before Sonny Corleone got Sonny Corleone. Yeah. I don't even know if Sonny got it this best. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: really um really a hail of bullets um that It's a lot of bullets. It is um, and it's <laughs> one of those things that movies do that I think may- might have started here and it's it's the Sunny Corleone thing too, but like when someone's body is just getting hit with so many bullets that it's like flapping around, like it like mm-hmm. Clyde is like literally like they're, like they're dead at that right. point. It's literally right. just the Clyde's bullets bo- knocking right. them. Clyde's around. Clyde's body is like sort of like rolling over in the street because the impact of the bullets is just like make like moving him it's it is <laughs> wow yeah
1: Yeah. and I, I read that this was if not the first at least one of the first and probably the most prominent for like of the initial movies to use script.
2: yes i saw that also. yeah i
3: read that too yeah. that's interesting yeah
1: so i guess like it's it's hard to put this in context when you know i this was born or this was this was like two decades before i was even born or not quite but um like we've we've seen all kinds of violent mm-hmm. stuff in in our day. It's hard to think like that this was the first movie that really had gunshots that mm-hmm. looked like this. So I guess like when you look at it from that standpoint and the the big right. shootout with the cops earlier, you know, it is pretty um shocking. Yeah,
3: like that. Guess. It's shocking for today. I can't imagine what what it must have been like in 67 right. for
2: that. Yeah, I agree. And then they're dead. And they are. And I like that the movie just ends like I I thought yeah. maybe there'd be some sort of postscript or some either their text or we would see the cops or whatever. But I like how this is their story. It literally starts basically the moment they meet and mm-hmm. then ends the moment they die. Like, that's it. That's all you get. I like that.
1: That's all you need to know. Yep. Yeah.
2: I liked that choice.
1: So what did Ebert have to say about this movie?
2: So, (laughs) a few things. Wait, but
1: before we do the ebert, there is one behind
3: the scenes thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Oh, sure. That we didn't get to, which was the uh, casting (laughs) of uh, Bonnie and the possible people that could have played Bonnie. Yeah. Which is absolutely mad. Yeah. And would have been completely different. Can you imagine if Cher got this movie? Oh
2: yeah. I can't. No. Good actress, but no, I can't imagine.
3: And then Jane Fonda, which I could see Jane totally. Fonda. I could
1: definitely see Jane Fonda. I could it, not it see s- Shirley MacLaine in this role. Really? I can't Are you yeah. kidding me? I can't no. either.
3: You guys are crazy. Oh. It would have been a different Bonnie, but
1: Well, it would have had to have been a different Clyde.
3: <laughs> oh my god, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. Well no, that's what's so funny about it, is there's um the the way it's framed on um on at least the way Wikipedia tells it, that's so funny and like eye rolly is that, so originally Warren Beatty was just developing this movie to produce it. He wasn't going to star in it. And that's when they Mm -hmm. were considering casting Shirley MacLaine. And it kind of makes it sound like then he decided to star in it and was like, sorry, sis, you're out of here. Sorry. sis. Yeah. Like he, that basically that, that is what took her out of the running was that he decided he was going to star in it. And that made her casting a uh, impossibility, thankfully. So, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but I would be so annoyed. Like, if my hypothetical brother did that to me, where it's like, you star in this great movie, oh sorry, actually I'm gonna star in it, you gotta go. <laughs> like
1: nah. Well, she could have played uh Oh, she could have she, she totally could have been Blanche. Blanche.
2: That I, She could have been a good Blanche. I think that works. Yeah, I think that
1: works. Yeah. she Should have been
3: a better Bonnie. She'd yeah. have been a great Bonnie. Um
2: there is I yeah, now I'm I would be really interested to see Jane Fonda um in this part. Yeah. There's an old there's an interview with Jane Fonda that I've seen. It's in the 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 Oscar goes to documentary that I love so much um, where she talks about basically her and Faye Dunaway, like always being up for the same parts at this time, like Mm -hmm. that they were totally, whether it was Bonnie and Clyde or Chinatown, like that the two of them were just always going up for the same parts, which makes sense. What
3: did Jane Fonda get over her then?
2: Um, Maybe Clute. I'm guessing the con, the interview was in the context of Clute. um, They were asking her about it. I've never seen Clute. I haven't either. I want to. Um, God, seems seems intense. Um but I know about yeah, it. Yeah, seems seems a little intense. Um
1: The the guy who made yeah. Clute, uh Alan Pacu- Pacula Pacula? Pacula. I don't know Pacula. if it like rhymed okay. Pacula. Alright, I wasn't sure. I didn't think it rhymed with Dracula, but it kept like <laughs> <laughs> Um He he directed a, a Warren Beatty movie, um called The Parallax View. Oh, is, sure. Mm, that, that's like yeah. a That's an
2: That's like a paranoid awesome. thriller kind of thing, right? I've never seen it's it. It's like
1: the most paranoid that's what thriller. I thought. There's a, there's a scene in that movie that like very few movies actually like make my heart r- like physically race. Uh, but that's one of them. Like I can think of like that uh like the end of like the climax of Taxi Driver, the restaurant scene in The Godfather, oh, yeah. in the r- in a room when uh the kids in the truck Mm -hmm. but Mm. yeah parallax view is like top three or four movies where there's a scene where i just like i was so stressed out at this one god it's a cool movie just
2: to quickly um back myself up here um the story that i was vaguely remembering jane fonda telling um is that she was cast in clute but she had doubts about whether or not she could portray the role, so she asked Alan Bakula to release her from her contract and said you should hire Faye Dunaway instead. Like Faye he, so she actually was like, Don't I, I don't think I can do, pull this off. Faye can do it. She can really pull it off. And Alan Bakula um, basically told her, like, no, I want you, you're gonna do it. So yeah, that was uh, that was my I knew I had to vaguely remember Jane Fonda uh, Faye Dunaway story relating to Clued. So there you
3: go. Um how how distressing would the ending, how how much more distressing would the ending be if that was Natalie Wood getting Jesus. shot 30 times? No, thank yeah. you. Like, I don't, that would be so much more depressing. Um, I mean, uh, Warren Beatty begged Natalie Wood to play the role.
2: Yeah, mm. I'm sure. Um, and I think she would have been um, good, but.
3: No, she would have been fine. It's just, I, I don't think you can really watch that movie.
2: No, no there's there are some movies again, like that. Same, yeah. Yeah. Indeed, uh, but yeah, let's talk Ebert because I know we're running short on time here. So, yeah. did you guys have I <laughs> I th- I liked? He had a lot of interesting things to say about the movie. Um, this. This was the return of Ebert being like, let me tell you how I, an how influential I film critic, uh, was the first person to be right about Bonnie and Clyde, which was really funny. Literally
1: that, that says, Modest that was, modesty that was be damned. That, I, <laughs> <laughs> that was the quote that I was going to use because it's so fucking funny.
2: <laughs> Panned by the critics uh, receiving only one unreservedly ecstatic newspaper review. And then he just cannot help himself. Yeah. It's me, guys. It's me. I, I did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, but I, I do like how in this review he places it kind of in the context of, uh, the times where it, it would, and he acknowledges now, like maybe it doesn't seem mm-hmm. shocking, but back in 1967, like right. it was pretty like revolutionary in terms of like how, how violent it, it was mm-hmm. and how, you know, all the things we talked about. Um, I, I also like that he kind of, I guess he doesn't, re- he doesn't slam Bosley Crowther, but it's the second... Movie in the last week or so. Um, the other one was Chimes at Midnight, where I've heard people uh, like reading things uh, mentioning Bosley Crowther, and people did not like him <laughs> apparently. Because uh, yeah. the guy on the Criterion bonus for uh, Chimes at Midnight basically talks about he, he he's just like yeah, Cro- Bosley Crowther was like a miserable man, and anyways he didn't like this movie, and and also he sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs>
2: apparently roasted Bonnie uh, and Clyde. Yeah. Um, my my favorite quote. Uh, was, uh, Ebert literally being an old man yelling at clouds, uh, in, (laughs) right. That was my (laughs) quote,
3: which we didn't talk about that scene, but that was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And just for context, uh, he's talking about, um, you know, when they're in the wheat field, uh, seen in a high wide angle shot. It's one of those moments of serendipity given to few movies today. The cloud would be generated by computers. On the day the scene was filmed in Texas, it was a perfectly timed accident of nature. So, uh, Ebert is Ebert that was, a
3: great movie moment then? Ebert, if it was accident,
2: Ebert is is mad at computer generated clouds. This was my takeaway from.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is really well shot, and it's when Bonnie's like pining after her mom, kind yeah. of, and mm-hmm. I think she realizes she's never going to see her mom again. Really, yeah, and it's 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 a heartbreaking scene. I'm going to have to find a different quote. but um, I, didn't know, I don't really have much to say about his review. It was just, uh, I, will, I will say this. Um, the movie opened like a slap in the face. American film goers have never seen anything. like blah, blah, blah. In Tone and Freedom, it descended from French New Wave, particularly Francois Truffaut's own film of doom lovers, Jules and Jim. Which, y'all seen Jules and Jim? I have
2: not seen Jules and Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And I, that's that, That's a also i'm just making a lot of faces (laughs) because
1: i like i like jules and jim fine i i find like the connection it's not a bad movie
3: it's just the end is
1: yeah i don't like the end uh the connection between these two is pretty loose i'm surprised he doesn't talk about gun crazy at all because gun crazy seems like the big influence on this Uh um which have you guys seen that no no there's a great uh long shot in gun crazy like i think it's the first time it's a, it's another like young guy and young girl and they go rob banks mm-hmm. um but there's the i think it's the first bank robbery it's like a long one and it's it's really good um when it come out
0: 50 19,
1: 1950 oh 50 even yeah okay Wow, I
2: had not. I didn't think I'd heard of this movie, but now that I'm seeing the poster, I've definitely seen this poster before because it's
3: great.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I've heard of the movie. I've just never yeah. seen it.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, it, I don't know if it was technically a B movie, but it certainly like has that kind of like rough feel to it. But it's 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 definitely worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. The quote that I have. So we sometimes talk about how Roger likes to quote other uh, film sure critics, specifically Pauline kale but I love this one because he quotes a uh, film critic that's a little unexpected. He's talking about the one, only, receiving only one ecstatic opening day newspaper review and then parenthetically modesty be damned. It was my own calling it a milestone in the history of American movies, a work of truth and brilliance and predicting years from now it is quite possible that Bonnie and Clyde will be seen as the definitive film of the 1960s i just love that dude quoted himself he literally himself.
2: quotes himself yeah it's one thing to be like <laughs> i was the only critic who liked it but then he's like let me go ahead and just tell you what i said that was so prophetic yeah
1: yeah it's a great quote though it is like, he's he's not no,
2: wrong that, like it,
3: that's his best quote of the like, review it's just not from the review like yeah
1: i was think i was thinking though like what is the definitive film of the 1960s because i i think i would still and i know he doesn't like it um but i think i would still go with the graduate yeah or at least that's the first one that i think of when i think of like the 60s and that sort of i don't know the the, the tone of the graduate honestly i think and it's it's Simon and Garfunkel.
2: oh you think 2001 yeah yeah i think i mean Obviously, they all have different things going for them. What The Graduate has going forward is that it's, like, actually sort of about, like, that generation and, like, the youth of the yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, I oh, think that's okay. why. I mean, I, gotcha. I think...
3: but
1: Defining defining the decade, not, like, not not what the best movie of the decade is. Yeah, but...
3: I, I guess I was just thinking, like, the special effects. Sure. The Cold War influence, the, like...
2: Yeah, no, I think 2001 is a better... Druggy. Argument.
3: Kind of psychedelic thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we're talking about like a movie set in the 60s defining the 60s like mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Strange Love could be up there.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's like that's a real the, Yeah, that's a good call. Kubrick did like his Cold War. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Who didn't? Uh so where are you guys going thumbs up and Oh, thumbs nice? up. Thumbs up. Enjoyed. Thumbs yep. up. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've had all thumbs up in a couple episodes. <laughs> no, Wait, No, we-
3: no, I gave blow up a thumbs up. Even though I wasn't crazy, okay.
2: you you landed on that side of it.
1: What is the first yeah. time that 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 uh, you 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 did it without without a <laughs> <smearing>? big grudging,
2: <laughs> Yeah,
3: since bicycle thieves, there was bicycle thieves before oh, okay. that came after uh, Belle de Jour. So.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, big sleep, big sleep, and big sleep. Oh yeah.
2: So it's it's been more of an every other. It was Belle de Jour, yeah. and then blow up, and then body heat. So there was just a yeah
1: and uh stars Gianna, how many stars um, are you going
2: I I don't know I'm kind of wavering between three and three and a I half and a half like right yeah, me too I, I I think three um just because i I really I did really like it and there's a lot going for it um but I didn't sort of feel any like special connection to it that would make me maybe go the other direction mm-hmm. but' I'll, I'll say three
3: that's a that's exactly what I was gonna say three
1: yeah, I think three. I think I'm going the same way. Alright. Though I feel like I don't know. I there's some other ratings I would like to go back and revise. But whatever, <laughs> it's fine. It's a longer conversation. Um,
2: I, well I know, that's the hard thing, right? You start you, you try to tough. rate a movie just on its individual and then you start thinking, Well if I gave this movie that, then how can I give this like yeah. you know, you'll go crazy I've been doing
3: like that, that a lot thinking about uh La Belle La Bette and I wanna uh, change that to three and a half instead of the three I gave it. That was yeah. Oh, you only gave, it, that was you only a little gave hurtful. it three? I only gave it three, I think. Mm. But it, it's a three and a half. It's a low three and a half, but it's a three and a
1: half. It's a three point two five. Yeah, exactly. See this is why yeah. we need we need like the this five This is why star you need the fifth star. Like Roger just, really made this too like too complicated
2: to have to <laughs> Ugh.
1: anyway. Um Dylan, what have you watched this week?
3: I've only watched two movies this past week. I watched um cat people which is a fun movie that's a that's a great that's that's a great movie movie, the val
1: luton one yeah not the paul schrader i forget that there's
3: a paul schrader one which is yeah i don't think i'll ever
2: the paul schrader one is on hbo max right now because i was like scrolling through hbo max yesterday and i was like oh Mm. cat people and then i was like wait 19 when is this from and i was like oh (laughs) this is not the value one
3: (laughs) yeah um I, I, my brother didn't like cat people that much um he, he thought it was okay but uh there's just a lot of like subtext and really great subtle camera things that they do in that movie that, that's awesome uh you've seen cat people though right nick
1: yeah yeah um, yeah movie. the the pool scene i think is like a standout
3: that's a terrifying scene honestly and and the bus stop which is mm-hmm. really good um, and then I also saw in the mood for love last night. It was an in the mood for love and uh, Bonnie and Clyde double feature night for me, which is quite opposing. Sure. Uh, romance movies. Yeah, yeah, different. Um,
1: it's both romances about a, a guy who doesn't have sex. It's
3: true. <laughs> it's true. Uh. I was t- telling my brother last night, though. I think if I ever thought of, like, a big five movie for myself, as far as the picture director, the lead actors, and screenplay, I think I might say In the Mood for Love is the best big five movie there has ever been. It's, like, perfect. It's perfect. Yep. Perfect
2: movie. Jana? Sure. So I, this week, only watched um, Bonnie and Clyde, obviously, And then after Bonnie and Clyde last night, we watched the recently released movie, Bloody Nose Empty Pockets, which is available. Yeah, how was that? I loved it. Um, It's like, it's one of those things like I didn't read very much about it because I didn't really want to know. I knew there was like something weird about it. Um, And so it, you know, so I I don't want to get into too much. But basically, it's just the story of a bar, um, like on its last night closing and you just sort of from open to close the very last day and night of this dive bar and the people who frequent it and the people who work there and their lives. Um, and it is fascinating. Like it's a, it's a real, real like way we live now movie, but not in an obnoxious way, I think in a very well done way. Um, and I, it looks great, which is, was sort of surprising to me, but it's kind of a beautiful movie um, with really fascinating characters so i highly recommend it it's it's available through plenty of um like art house on demand platforms it was like 10 bucks um which mm. you know heck of a lot cheaper than going to <laughs> two people yes, to see the movie less, so than,
1: less than one of you
2: exactly it. so yeah, yeah. i h- highly recommend if uh looking I, i've had a good run so far because i'm trying to catch up on the 2020 movies i'd missed and basically mm. by doing the ones that are the most highly recommended, I've so far had a good good hit rate of enjoying pretty much everything I've caught up with recently. Yeah. So what about you, Nick? What'd you watch?
1: Um, I've been finishing my way through the Bruce Lee box set. So I watched Enter the Dragon, um, which good I've seen before. Movie. It's good movie. Game Thanks. of Death, which is uh, an insane, like just one of the craziest <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my entire life, like with how it's, they try to work around
2: yeah it's hard to describe to someone who hasn't seen it like it's it's barely a movie like it's yeah. it's, it's barely a movie but <laughs> I
1: mean it's, it's a disaster it's a disaster yeah it, it's a total disaster but in such a fascinating way yeah it's like a watchable fiasco I, I really
3: can't wait until you get like towards the end of the show a Godzilla box set you have from Criterion mm-hmm. and you can just like on your what you've watched this week of the pod just be like what the that movie because <laughs> they get mad like you can't yeah. even it's it's it, 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 it so, i've never seen game of death but it, it sounds like what you're describing yeah. game of death to be
1: yeah it's it's nuts and then there's also a game of death redux which is like a 30 some minute movie that was like a recut of just the bruce lee footage that was supposed to because game of death was supposed to be way different than what it was sure yeah yeah um, because so of was death
3: right mm-hmm. say again it was because of his death, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He died during production. So okay. they like have somebody else playing him that just wears like big sunglasses. And it's, it's, it's weird, but Redux is like his fight scenes just kind of recut. Uh, it's interesting. And then, uh, a couple nights ago I watched lifeboat. Cause it was Hitchcock's birthday. And that's probably like the highest rated or renowned Hitchcock movie that I hadn't seen before. And it was very, very, very good. I liked it a whole lot. Um, I mean it's, it's a good movie nice so uh next week we are going to be talking about Bride of Frankenstein is the movie in the book we're also going to pair that because Bride of Frankenstein is like 25 minutes long <laughs> with uh Frankenstein um by uh-huh. the same director James Whale that is also about like 7 minutes long so <laughs> no I think they're both s- under 75 minutes um so mm-hmm. we're going to pair the two of them. Uh, they are not available on any streaming service yeah, for free, but yeah, yeah rentable. But they're they're, yeah, yes. they're so, yeah, they're available on like iTunes Amazon Prime. Yeah. Your usual for places. A few bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then Jenna,
3: you're going to be able to discuss the book with yes, me. Yes, I'm going to read the book. Cuz the yeah. book is so wildly different. Right. Like it they took a lot like I it's not even the same story. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I've I've read heard, heard that.
2: I haven't read it. I'm I, I'm familiar. I'm sure. I probably was like supposed to read it for a class at some point and never did. I have no memory of reading it. Did, but like,
3: did you have SparkNotes back
2: then? uh yes, we did have SparkNotes back okay. in the olden days. Um, I mean, and not at first. I will say, I think when I first started high school, it was still just Cliff's Notes. But I think SparkNotes like showed up
3: while oh, okay. I was. I didn't know Cliff's Notes came. First. Yes,
2: Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> cliff's notes you could go to the bookstore and buy. Like yeah, a was, physical like, the the rack, rack and, and you would physically buy That's the cool. cliffs notes. Um Yes, uh, and so when I um, – I got, like, a really good grade on a paper um, that I wrote about Wuthering Heights that was based entirely on the Cliff Notes. Um, but – so I think Spark Notes – You
3: should have just – you should have just, writ, like, listened to the Kate Bush song yeah, times There you
2: go. Um, the Spar- the <laughs> Spark Notes song. website came to be, I believe, when we were still in high school. It might have been college, but it was, it was a – I remember
1: using it in high yeah, school. Yeah, I
2: think I remember using it in high school, too. Um, but – yeah, I, I'm familiar enough with its themes, the uh, Frankenstein that is, that I'm not surprised the movie is pretty different. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'll, the book's not that long, so I'm gonna I'm gonna knock that out this God, week no, too. It's so quick.
3: Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm gonna try. We're well, we're all gonna watch Young Frankenstein. So, yeah, this I've, I've
2: seen Young Frankenstein probably 100 times. Like it's one of my <laughs> yes. dad's favorite movies. Um, I've just I saw it when I was really little, and I've seen it a million times since then so
3: we're gonna for, if when we bring up young frankenstein we're gonna have to do a, a best quote yeah, uh that's, round oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah it, that's it's
2: definitely my dad's like most quoted movie like you know i mean you cannot say werewolf in front of my dad like even <laughs> a little bit or like everything is what hump like it's just it's a real <laughs> it's a real constant presence in my childhood so i'm excited to watch it again and and find ways to talk about it
3: yeah, and then uh, there's an 11 minute silent film Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Have either of you guys seen that? No. Okay, well, I'm gonna try to convince you guys to watch a literal 11 minute okay. movie. Okay,
2: send us a link to where we can watch that, and maybe we will yes, do that. Yes, it's well. on YouTube.
3: Okay. It's old and free domain. Cool. Um, and then there's the Daniel Radcliffe one that is that let's watch is that movie. I
2: Frank? No, that's not even I Frankenstein. That's something else, right?
3: No, should should is there should, something called should I, I watch Frankenstein? I
2: Frankenstein, the um, Aaron Eckhart movie? <laughs> oh,
1: that's what. what it, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. Like a terrible, really
1: terrible bad, movie. like a notoriously
2: bad twenty fourteen. Oh, it's not movie. Daniel.
3: It's Victor Frankenstein, oh. is the one with. Uh, yes. Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. I thought he was Frankenstein though, but that's McAvoy. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Yes. And
3: then there's I Frankenstein. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a that's an Aaron Eckhart Yvonne Strahovski joint with Jai Courtney. Really uh and everything that Wh- implies.
3: Who has said the name Jai Courtney since Suezquad? Um oh, he was in Alita Battle
2: Angel? Jai Courtney's in everything which is and
1: which is destroying the bracket. Jay
2: right um, Courtney is in everything, D- and I cannot tell you if you showed me. I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I'm thinking <laughs> I don't know who that man is. And it's always Jay Courtney. <laughs> Sorry, Jay Courtney.
3: Who, 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 Sam Worthington is the same way. Oh, yeah. Where Sam Worthington was just in every movie for like five or six and years they're, there, they're And just bo- like, They're also
2: both in different bad um, Terminator movies, so that is unhelpful. Yes. Yeah. Um. everyone has been there's been yeah
3: anyway you're not going to make Jai Courtney happen. no
2: no absolutely just not just like Fetch absolutely not alright I think we have our marching orders for next week
1: yeah Uh. so watch all that and then you can find us on <laughs> Twitter on Le- Twitter and Letterboxd at Great Movies Pod and you can follow our buddy Scott Brady at S Brady Artist on Twitter he does our artwork and mm-hmm. uh, and there's yeah.
3: also a Kenneth of Frankenstein oh yeah that's oh with uh, with um, That's bad too. Is De Niro in it? With Robert De Niro?
2: Yeah. I've and never seen Tom it.
3: Hulse? Tom Hulse?
2: This is, is like, it. it's like around the time when there was that Jack Nicholson Wolf movie. Like, there was a, a stretch where they.
3: Helena Bohm um, Carter, Ian Holm, John
2: Cleese. I was going to say there was a stretch where they didn't know what to do with these universal monster stories, but that stretch continues to this yeah, day. Right. Uh, yeah, never That stretch continues since, until... Probably yeah. since James Whale, no one has known what to do with these characters, which is insane. Some of the famous, most famous...
3: It, at least this mind. one has Henry Clerval in it, which is the main character in the book that isn't anywhere, Oh, sure. Anything else. Sure. Um Anyway, sorry I interrupted the, 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 the closing, <laughs> we, but I just saw Kenneth Branagh's... We've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs>
2: we get closer yeah, and closer kinda, to the wrap-up. One more thing. Um, at least
1: it's not going to be like a 20-minute digression about <laughs> seeing people at a movie theater. <laughs>
2: Which story I did not even want to tell, and yet here we are. It was worth uh, it. It was a great uh, story. Yeah, it's excellent. Okay.
1: All right. Roger out. <laughs>
2: roger out.
3: Roger
1: out.
0: And when I go to the movies... I am that person on the screen. I am having vicariously an experience that happened to someone else. And that makes me a better person. That to see good films and to see important films is one of the most profoundly civilized experiences that we can have as people.